2: This Week in League, coaching masterstroke as Dean Pay photoshops Dragons players' heads on schoolgirls' bodies.
3: Josh Reynolds stung for a third time from a dodgy test result.
2: Madge shows shades of genius, sacking Benji for not kicking a seven-point field goal.
3: Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round five of the 2020 NRL season.
2: All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode three fifty four of this weekend league. I'm mate,
3: and I'm Jay. How you doing, my man? Mate, I'm good. <coughs> footy's me. got a bit of Well and truly back. It is. We got some fucking hot refs fault action last week. Yeah, and the best kind of refs fault too. We got some fucking uh, some faders, some old school faders back in there.
2: Uh, yeah, and and, uh, and I guess the the piece the resistance. It was the Broncos <laughs> yeah, absolutely?
3: Yeah, that um, it, what a week though! Like, like you think you get that Broncos result? Uh huh. First of all, yeah. Well, first of all, it teases you a bit. Teddy doesn't play. He's got the fucking Rona temperature.
2: Yeah, tell Teddy. Teddy's not playing. This gives the Broncos a chance. That's it.
3: <laughs> it's gonna be close, <laughs> and it's not. No, no spoiler. <laughs> but then, but then to finish off with the Titans. Yes. And you and I both agree on second teams, but uh, I think everyone was a little bit of a Titan for that I last th- two minutes. I
2: think it's just that, yeah, I think every single game where there's like a prohibitive underdog and they show signs of life to the point where they're in it for a play at the end. Yes. Everyone's gone for that underdog except like, for yeah. the team that the fans of the team they're playing against. Yeah. Because, like, I, I mean... I love fucking chaos. Mm. And that was the, you know, that was the
3: chaosest chaos ever. Yeah. I'll tell you what, a bit differently. Let's say, um, let's say last week the dogs had come back against you guys. Yeah. Like, I'm not in it for the dogs. I get get no. Well, I
2: mean, they fuck schoolgirls, don't they? That's it. I mean, do so. you really? I mean, you do do you really want to support fucking Jeffrey Epstein FC?
3: No, not at all. No. Which is what that club shall now be known as. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I need <a> new sponsor.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, yes. Mm. So I would just like to state for the record, listen to our voices, the health emanating from us. Yes. Would like to reassure our listeners that we are very happy people at the moment and not the least bit suicidal. And 100%
3: (laughs) that Epstein did kill himself. Oh,
2: he definitely killed himself. There there weren't even any witnesses to it, let alone accomplices or any other parties involved in it.
3: Exactly. So how could he have done it when no one else was there?
2: Yeah, so please, Clintons, (laughs) don't kill us. (laughs) We have children. (laughs) No, no, that sounds like you're offering them. (laughs) Oh, shit.
3: (laughs) stay away from the children (laughs) welcome new listeners
2: (laughs) (laughs) you got that shirt they're gonna find that they're gonna fucking choke you with that shirt
3: no but they know i wear it ironically you hope yeah
2: i mean that's like cops in in america seeing cosplayers with swords dressed up as like fucking link from zelda and they're gunning down because he's got a fucking sword
3: (laughs) (laughs) well you know i would too
2: Okay, strange the news, because, you know, remember, you know, this is actually, this is within your time, but remember back in the day, well, way back in the day, it was like, you know, with Real Dad, episodes would routinely go three to three and a half hours, and sometimes would even touch four, very rarely, like once or twice, but three hours was certainly nothing, you know, nothing out of the ordinary, and it was kind of expected almost, and so when we started trying to just speed things up a little bit, there's a lot of backlash, like... Oh, these express episodes, and you know, oh, there was less than three hours, and oh my god, you know, last week we dropped a two and a half for which is the longest this year by probably an hour, mm. and uh, saw some saw some elements of bitching. Well, how times have changed! How yes. the, how the generational changeover in the fan bases—it's the has instant
3: gratification millennials. Is good on you.
2: Shall we record our episodes on fucking TikTok videos?
3: Yes, we should.
2: <laughs> had to be quick. Like, do Duet like, you me on TikTok. Do like 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 Vine length game reviews. So yeah. you say so you've got six seconds. Yeah. To get out whatever you want to get out. No,
3: just we have to pick a TikTok dance to describe each fucking game. Oh God. There's some There's some goodens out there.
2: Yeah, every dance I'd do would be basically. The, the dragons <laughs> because it would be well, as the dragons are to rugby league my dancing would be the most retarded version of the dance nice <laughs> that anyone had ever seen nice women's rugby league is coming back mm. the uh, commission approved the continuation of the women's competition uh, commencing in September so uh, in reiterating his strong support for growing the women's game at grassroots and elite level Volandis, thank the NRLW clubs and elite women for their cooperation and patience during the pandemic. Uh, The women's game is a very important element of rugby league. He said, we are very proud of our achievements in the women's game and we should be providing it the significance it deserves. I want to thank the clubs for their commitment to women's sport and the players themselves for their understanding as we work through this process. I also want to thank our broadcast partners, Channel 9 and Foxtel, for their ongoing commitment to the women's game. They will remain a four-team competition this year with the grand final to be played on the same day as the NRL grand final. On uh, Sunday, October twenty fifth, and uh, I guess it's lucky that it's only like four teams too, because they kind of only mm. go around like you know once or twice, don't mm. they? So yeah, um, it's lucky they didn't have to do jam more of that in. Yeah, hell, because um, September is very easy for them to manage. Yes, you know I think, and and not to mention they'll have any learnings or mistakes from the the male side of the game, hopefully well and truly. Yeah, you'd assume
3: it'd be a a fairly smooth running ship.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're not really seeing that many issues at the moment. I mean, it's really scattered. It's basically the, you know, guys get to the ground, do the test, the temperature test, fail, cool down. Do another one. Take it, get it, pass it. And then the issues like, you know, with Benji today, which is not a a, a huge thing. Um, The dragon, so they've given Mary four weeks turn this shit around after starting off zero and four. Mm. They are going to wait until it's zero and eight to drop the hammer on him. Word is that they can't afford to get rid of him yeah. because he's, he's on 750 a year. And if he were to be fired, I think he'd collect something in the, in the area of $1 million payout, which they're just, they're just either unable to or unwilling to pay Yeah. at this stage. Not to mention they also have their, I mean, they had their succession plan sorted. But they can't do it a year early. I mean, yep. the succession plan has to be. Yeah. Flano can't start until uh, after 2021.
3: Yeah, it's got to be an interesting environment there. Like, Mary's, he, like, he knows that they haven't had the success that that they, they perhaps should have had. They go and hire a premiership winning ex first grade coach yep. who has a fucking ticking clock as to when he can coach again. Mm hmm and they hire him as your assistant. Yeah. The fucking writing's on the wall.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you'd, you'd, you'd struggle to, to convince Mary. Uh, I mean, you, he, he could never convince me that he wasn't gone at the end of next year. Correct. Regardless. Yeah. I mean, that's why they got Flannel in there. Yeah, exactly. You know? But um, did you see the thing from Hadley through the week about the dragons? No. You're saying that... Um, that the Jack DeBellin suspension under the no-fault stand-down policy is the leading cause of a divide in the club. Um, he said that, uh, that the club can't move forward until Debellen is the issue is resolved. He says that um, <clears throat> his information coming out of the Shire and out of St. George's, he's part of the training group because he's not been proven guilty of anything, but he's facing very serious charges. And it's like half the players support him, and then it's half the players don't. And so it's like they're, they're, they're almost training in two, two camps Yeah. Which is why when they take the field to play on game day, they're playing like they don't fucking know each other.
3: And you know what? Out of all of that, the only thing I give two fucks about is that Frizzle seems to not support him because he wants to leave the fucking club. Uh, Yep. And he's about the only decent contender for the Blues out of that shit show. Yep. So I'm happy enough with that. Burn them all to the fucking ground.
2: Yep. And you've seen like um like Saab wants out, and now yep. I, I just saw earlier this afternoon that uh, Tristan Sale is wanting out as well. Really. Which is a which is a, a big. I mean, because as as much of a history as Wendell had at the Broncos, I mean, he kind of left under. Yeah, you know, he sort of had like bad, bad blood at the end, you know. Hundred percent. Yeah, and, and when he the, took and the fall for, yeah, allegedly sort of, for yeah. Locky's fucking. Yeah. yeah, and then and so then then he sort of resurrected himself a little bit at the Dragons and had a yep. great time down there for his final years of his career, and obviously that's what you know his son's playing there. Yes. Not you know, not in Brisbane. So yeah, it's, it's interesting, and so I guess uh, there'll be people trying to scab those guys, and you know what? I don't even think they're that fantastic, but they're like the best of a bad,
3: mm, <laughs> the yeah. best of a bad bunch. Yeah, like um, you know. He- and unless he was cheap would you even take paul Vaughan at the moment
2: only for, yeah only for cheap yeah because he's uh, he's a guy that would want to be paid the top line like one of the top two prop salaries mm. in the club but he's like so like i mean I'm, it's it's a luxury for me to say like there's there's few props that i'd buy over the top of the two that we start with yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah like i'm happy with that that money the yep. big money is invested but even like fuck i don't know i mean what about you I mean, like as a second to like you know Fisher Harris or something, you know.
3: Uh, yes, yeah, yes, maybe for experience, but yeah, he's but not he's setting been the a, fucking been up by fire. experience
2: because you already got you know, like Tammy. already exactly yeah, that's what know, I'm know, saying. Your experience. So
3: yeah.
2: you know, um, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, there's no doubt there would be clubs that would pay it, yes. like the Titans, because yeah, probably. You know, they've got to pay top dollar to get yeah, any way yeah. of note. You know. Yep. And, May- sh- and sure, he wouldn't even be mentioned in, as a, he wouldn't even be in the, in the possibles and probables squad named at the start of the year mm. on fucking, on, on fucking Freddy's yeah, blackboard. that's but, it. <laughs> so, yeah. once he went to the Titans, but, you know.
3: Yeah, look, that makes sense. Um,
2: but no, your point is correct. I mean, Frizzle is the one you want.
3: Yep. And even
2: so, he's been definitely affected by it. I mean, his form has been down. Yeah. Uh, on, on the year, and... You know, the, uh, to me, it looks like the efforts there from him, but he's, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, any other news you want to talk about? I think Benji was dropped.
3: Benji was dropped.
2: Absolute fucking disgrace by the uh, by the uh, the West Tigers in an, in, a, in, a, in a in a in an absolute display of ungratefulness mm. for the man whom to whom they owe everything. He's second on the Dally M <laughs> table yeah. at the moment, <laughs> and. Fucking won them the game against <laughs> against the sharks.
3: It, it is interesting the the rationale I've seen for this, and I'm paraphrasing because it was so fucking ridiculous. I read it once and then had to- was it the stats one? Yeah, that's that's the reason. And and you know how I feel about stats and data. Yeah. yeah. But this is such a good example of how the misuse of stats. It like it. It's like you know, religion's meant to give people morals and, and an ethical mm. compass, what ends up is little kids end up getting fucked by it. Yes. This this is stats. Yep. And this is where you get, you know... They're
2: the Catholic Church of Numbers.
3: Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and these people that go around peddling their kid fucking numbers mm-hmm. with things like out of 11 tries scored against them, Benji had a, you know, defensive lapse involvement or whatever the fuck they called it. Of six out of eleven, mm-hmm. that's fine. But how do you rationalise? Did no one else make any other mistakes further up the field? Were there yeah. no repeat sets given to how teams? Do you, that- how do you
2: rationalise the fact that to fucking Benji's right, yeah, you've got two of the biggest defensive gronks in the fucking game yeah. at the moment, and in combination, they just like set they almost fucking open up fucking vortexes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like,
3: like someone <laughs> runs through them and ends up scoring a try in round 20. Yeah,
2: It's, fucking- exactly. it's like one to twin powers, <laughs> activate. Formal, <mile>, uh, turnstile. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like, you know, there's, you know, there's obviously, the, there's there are people between Benji and those guys, but a lack of confidence in the outside men and everything causes yeah. people to, it affects the way that yeah. they, they line up. Yeah. As well, but you again,
3: know? so... So how do you know that, okay, were, were there no six-again calls in leading up to any of the tries scored against the Tigers? Okay, mm-hmm. are you going to drop anyone that infringed in the ruck? Oh, but you then, know, then you look at the that? other it, stats.
2: Let's just look at the production of Benji versus Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Ever. No, fuck not. Fuck Especially ever. kids. Two years. Like- Benji. <laughs> 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 well, just, just like life partner selection. Yeah, exactly. I forget what her name is, but I mean, um, she's been great. Hasn't faked a single pregnancy, as far as I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hasn't commissioned a fucking graffiti artist to draw titties on a wall oh, in the middle of the fucking city either. Yeah, it, it fucking boggles me, and it's using stats like that that makes people lose faith.
2: I understand if Madge wants to be like bitches, you're soft. Yeah, I need to make an example of you, motherfuckers, to, to let you know that you, you, all your motherfuckers, are on. You're on notice. Yep. I don't think Benji's the guy though. Nah, to be the victim of that.
3: One hundred percent, he's not. Yeah,
2: you, you know, you, even if you just dropped a big hole like, like uh, Joey. Yeah, because he's like an outspoken. Yeah, like big hole. That's it. Who is a contributing factor to defensive yeah. lapses on the right-hand side defense?
3: But then maybe Madge is fucking smart slash weak enough to know that. Benji's going to take this one. Benji
2: will take it with class, as have, he has.
3: Have a little fucking dig and say, yeah. I'm disappointed and shocked. Yeah. Whereas BJ may fucking like, just detonate. Camera. Yeah. <laughs> Send me back to camera. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like yeah. That's,
2: And that's probably right. And uh, I saw I a saw, uh, uh, gronk of a theory on um, on Twitter, You yeah, know where, where all gronk theories live, uh, where they were saying it was like, it was, like, not a conspiracy, but it was, like, a planned move, like, because Benji's, you know, enough of a team guy to, like, he'll take the hit for the week to, you know, to so Madge can get his point across and, you know, to the players. And it was, like, an, in combination with each other sort of move. Yeah, bullshit. Benji's no. getting on and he wants to play fucking football until yeah. until the wheels fall off. That's it. And uh,
3: But it's, it's stuff like saying, well, Benji did this, so this is why we're sacking him. Mm-hmm. That's why the next time shit comes around, people go, oh, yeah. Your fucking numbers again not a smart move nope no
2: uh what else I, mean, don't, don't I didn't really, don't really need to be talking about that Josh Reynolds thing i mean it was the dumbest fucking thing i had, had some a, a member contact me who's a copper and he yeah and he laid out the entire you know how this how these drug yep. tests and everything work and he says there's so many false positives yep with the roadside one yeah that what what you should do is just wait a minute and just give them another roadside one because generally that'll, that'll nip it in yeah, your bud yeah, yeah. and save you all this fucking paperwork down the track as well yep. because, you know, when you have to take them back and then they have to have the, you know, the test back, of, you know, however they conduct that one and then they have to, you know...
3: Mm. But you know, who knows what yeah. the letter of the law is? Who knows that if, you know, generally that's mm-hmm. what they do because common sense, but like any business, there's a fucking bureaucracy in red tape yeah. and under the process... If it is a positive, you must do this. Yeah. Especially if it's a high-profile individual, mm-hmm. you make sure you follow everything, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the thing that shit me off the most
2: about the story. I mean, like these, you know, these, these things happen, and obviously he's been vindicated and yeah, yeah. You know, there was no problem. I mean, and like that license thing, fuck me. I tell you, it can happen to anyone. Happened to me. I remember, like, I never got pulled over for it, hmm. but I I remember uh, getting my wallet out for like ID for something over like a Christmas sort of New Year's period and like my, my license like expired on like the first week of January or something. Yeah. Well, no, it's expired in like the middle of December or something. Yep. And just that time of year, you're not even fucking... I had no idea. I wasn't even thinking about it. And then I was like, oh, fuck, this expired. So then as soon as they opened up straight after New Year's, yeah. went down to the DMV and yep. got a new one and everything and that was all fine.
3: Yeah, I found mine when yeah. I went to... It's like, very easy
2: to fuck that, fuck that up though.
3: My, uh, my clubbing days were long past me mm-hmm. and a friend was having a, a DJ session. Yep. And I went into support and it was one of these new fangled, you gotta like give them your license and it scans it. Okay. Things, so they know exactly who was in there, what time you went in, yeah, sure. And like proof yeah. that, that you were there. And he's put it on the machine and it's gone, and the guy goes, No, you can't come in, that's expired. I'm like, fuck.
2: And he'd be like, motherfucker. You do concede, though, that prior to the expiry date, it was a valid yeah. I'm still form me. Yeah. I mean, I am still significantly which again, over the over the over the level at which you would refuse yeah. me entry to this. To club. which the
3: fucking loophole, funnily enough, yeah. and I won't say what bar it is. So they couldn't let me in, right? Under yeah. they could not let me in. Mm-hmm. However, if I made an inquiry to hire out the venue for a function. They then they could, go through then to... they could take me in and allow me to have a tour of the venue. So, all I had to do was, while I was waiting out there, send an email and say, I'm interested in hiring for a function, please. Yeah. Can I please have a tour?
2: And that was the cover the bouncers letting you through on that little and they came yeah. And
3: the guy came down and got me and took me in and said, uh, please enjoy your tour. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, so.
2: the thing that shit me off about the whole incident, though, was that... that yeah, Buzz Rothfield. Yeah, he sort of released it early in the afternoon, as like yeah, you know, as like oh, this is a you know a new thing that's come to light, blah blah blah. Mm. And at that point, you know what? You can you can say that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, it's, it's it's not it's not news to me, but it's it's definitely the sort of stuff that qualifies as rugby league news for journalists. But the thing that the, the time I got pissed off was then in the halftime break of the game. It was about five pm. And then they had a panel thing, or was it after the guy I can't remember. It was, But he was on the panel and they said, oh, what's this thing? You know, we've got this news about Josh Reynolds. And he said, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But in before that had happened, Josh Reynolds had already been on Twitter and said, this fucking bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He was always X, Y, Z. And he just, he, he just never, didn't change his story though. Yep, that's it. Like, revise it correctly, even though the information was out there. Yeah. So uh...
3: well, again, that that should be no fucking surprise to anyone. No, it's
2: not surprising. It's, 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 it's the, the ultimate, ultimate fucking
3: yeah. clickbait. Yeah, yeah. You know, why? Why would you go and correct it?
2: Thing is, he got his clicks on the. I mean, he already sucked them in at the start with the with the legit story. You know, as as yeah. the as the facts were, you know, that he knew as he knew them at the time. Yeah, once exactly. you been corrected, retract that shit, you dummy, and fucking apologize. Fucking beetroot cunt.
3: Exactly. Um. The only other really. Oh, not yep. even an important one, but it was the Erin uh, Molan fucking embarrassment.
2: Uh, yeah, I didn't even want to fucking talk about her, to be honest. It's just... Yeah. It seems that, like, I don't know if you saw, but I saw something on, on Twitter, like, not that long ago, like, probably, like, 7 o'clock, so, yep. like, about an hour and a half or two hours ago, Yep, where she has come out and said, like, stated the, the facts of the of the reporting, saying that, like, the, the reporting said that... I claimed it was like an inside joke or something. That's bullshit. That never happened. The reporting said that you know, like, and there were a couple of things that they kind of sensationalised. They jazzed it up a little bit. Mm. And what's happened is, like, she's obviously she's obviously done it, and her and her pedigree, like her old man, mm. is like right wing nut job as it comes. Yeah, you know. Um. So look, it wouldn't surprise me if she was to hold you know certain points of view. I don't know if she does, but it wouldn't surprise me if she did, based on you know just. Genealogy, but what's happened is it's been reported in a very sens- sensationalist way, and so the players. I saw, um, I saw Aaron Aaron Mar tweet or something about it. He's like, actually, that's where he might. That's where I might have seen it. I mean, mm. he, he might have quote tweeted it. Yeah, and he and he's like, yeah, the rugby league players are like, don't believe everything you read in the paper, and then all of a sudden, all the Polynesian players yeah. believe exactly what they read yeah. in the paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I've got. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm no, I'm no fan of Aaron Mullen. I mean, I think I'm sure that's you know been apparent over over previous episodes of the show. But yeah,
3: it, yeah, it it reeks of the fucking unprofessionalism that is so rampant in so many aspects of the game. Yeah. Um, and just put a fuck. It it gives these shit cunts more to clickbait about. You know?
2: Exactly, must have been a good week in footy because I mean, there's the story, the 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 threshold for the big stories, yeah, exactly, have, uh, has been massively dropped. Yeah, fuck yeah. Righto, recaps. And uh, so in, in in light of uh, not wanting to go too far, on too long on the episode this evening, we'll blast through those and we'll try and find the happy medium that everyone's happy with in terms of, uh, I was, oh, it's crazy, I remember back in the days of Glenn, it was like, we would almost fucking play by play every single yeah. play Yeah, it was a that fucking happened, recap. That happened. <laughs> it was more than a recap, it was like, it, it was like a... a a presentation of the entire game for the for the blind. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, Thursday night the Sydney uh, Roosters fifty nine inflicted the biggest beating in Broncos history on the Brisbane Broncos at Suncorp in uh, front of a paltry crowd of cardboard people at Suncorp as well. I mean, they obviously knew that you know that there was going to be that massive flogging like this, and <laughs> yeah. and they just did. They, the fans didn't show up, and the players certainly didn't show up. The uh, Roosters 59 came through, tries two. Jamos, Kyle Flanagan, Manu, Victor Radley, a double to Crichton, uh, Luke Kiery, Lindsay Collins, Daniel Tupo, and Brett Morris. They really spread them around, nice too. Hmm. Uh, Flano, 9 of 10 conversions, and Keery with a disrespectful field goal. The be- Beating the Broncos, zero.
3: Yeah, right from the get-go.
2: Like, right from
3: the get go. Yeah. This was a parent who was there and and who was far more prepared. Mm-hmm. And the roosters came out and roosted last week. They were probably, you know, we said the closest to the the older, you know, the pre one ref and pre six again yep. style. And they just tweaked a little bit more.
2: I just feel like they they, they just played with incredible energy and a lack of taking their foot off the pedal for almost the entire running time of the game yeah. against yeah. a team that was the, just not fucking like there's massive problems there mentally. Yes, in that team that doesn't want to be there. Sure, they haven't got David Fafita there at the moment and Pingu and um, yep. whatever the fuck else, but man, that's still not. Yeah, <laughs> like that's like one of those emo- like emotionally, like fucking scarring things on a player. Yeah. Some of these young ones as well, they throw in like you yeah, like Arthurs and guys like that that got just absolutely yeah,
3: raped. Yeah. Yeah. Looking through the Roosters, it seems apparent that they enjoy both sides of the game. Yeah. There's a and bunch of I mean, in- like
2: they based, I mean they're, they're not, you know, they're known for conceding penalties, you know, rather yep. than you know, That's extra it. sets rather than tries. And it was
3: exactly in this one, they actually the penalty count was actually eight four mm-hmm. in favour of uh, of the Bronx. Mm-hmm. But this Rooster's. Penalty side, Broncos? Yeah, penalty as Broncos. Always, it's a thing. Say. It's a fucking thing. And Radley's your prime example. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing exactly what he needs to do in attack, but then he'll do exactly what he needs to do in defense. There's no letdown. No. Between either sides of the game. The fucking tackle that he had on Flegler.
0: Yeah.
3: Like that fucking three seconds alone, right there. That's the difference between the two teams.
2: That three seconds alone is like um, probably see you in fucking in sky blue this year, yeah. Young man. Fucking yeah, it like- it yeah, fucking over it is. Fucking over it is.
3: But that was, it was just everything about it was textbook. He did exactly yep. what he needed to do. Yep. Got the job done and then fucked off and on with the next one. Yep. Looking at the stat sheet, the Broncos had 37% of possession. Yeah. Right. So just under forty, smidge under forty. Teams have done worse. Yeah.
2: Rarely though over eighty minutes.
3: Mm. Looking though at all of the errors, twelve errors to the Broncos, ten errors to the Roosters. So that doesn't explain it. Missed tackles. Roosters nine. Mm-hmm. Broncos thirty-seven. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. And missed tackles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, again, the Roosters were good. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have fucking nine James Tedesco's out there that were just cutting people with fucking pure pace.
2: Yeah, that's right. You
3: know, missed tackles in this situation.
2: No, there was some that's abso- hard. There was some f- absolutely fucking retarded shit out there, especially like on their the Roosters' left, Broncos' right. Mm. The, I, I can't remember which try it was, but you saw the guy three three guys in. I think it was I think it was Milford. He was sort of sliding, but then the guy to his to the guy to his his right. It was jamming in, yeah. and it was just like they were falling over each. Yeah. Like, yeah, so they, there was just no, there was no talk out there. It in communication in in defence mm. against a team where you've got to, you know, you've got to be on your fucking game anyway. Yeah. I mean when you're playing these guys, you certainly lot. do. If you're going to be out there tripping over each other like like Titans fucking retarded yeah. nephews, yeah. uh, It was was unbelievable. It was like like Benny Hill-themed shit, like that that particular incident. There
3: was also fucking almost no improvement from the week prior in terms of how the Broncos played the ruck. Yeah. They were getting pinged. They were getting pinged late in the fucking tackle count, Mm -hmm. and they were getting pinged in their own fucking territory. Yep. You know? You can almost forgive giving away one... Letting a team come out of trouble—that relieves- try trying,
2: trying to you know you're trying to man up for a set. And, yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: You know, um, but this was just giving teams extra attacking power mm-hmm. close to your fucking try line. Yep. And when your defence, like you just alluded to, yeah. falling over each other, that's a fucking suicide note. Yep.
2: Yep. And look, I, you know, who knows what? Who knows what the answer? I mean, I'm sure that they'll improve a degree when you know Fafita's back. And Pingu's back for like the three weeks before he gets suspended
3: next. But but again, this was going to be the thing on that Broncos side. When their forward pack is up Mm -hmm. and rolling, then that forward pack is enough of an engine that That Milford can do a bit of Milford shit and whatever. Yeah, something can be created off the back of it. But what the fuck's Milford doing?
2: Well, same as he's been doing for like fucking
3: four years. Yeah. Next to nothing. Fucking nowhere. Fucking nowhere. And it's a
2: lot of responsibility on Croft to come into a brand new club and be the captain instantly. Yeah. I, yep. know, I would I would personally would have maybe, I don't know, made the captain <laughs> someone <coughs> you, know, you know, take take the fucking hit. Make Lodge or someone, mm-hmm. you know. I mean you don't want to give it to Darius, I mean, because like obviously <laughs> but you know, Milford, give it to fucking somebody and fucking and and just let Croft be the fucking halfback for a while. Work mm. into it. And then um yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't but know. you're right, like writer. he wasn't
3: he wasn't even playing regular first grade in Melbourne. No. And no. all of a sudden he's the fucking When you settle into a week in, week out role of a fucking yeah. halfback
2: of a NRL NRL slide first man. Did fucking Harvard teach you nothing? Well, I mean, does Harvard have a or, have extension courses of teaching <coughs> you know, people how to be captains?
3: Maybe all he did in Harvard was hang out with these fucking startup tech gurus that want to be fucking CEOs in a week. Yeah, maybe. That's what he thinks Croft wants.
2: Hmm. Maybe. Hit some tweets.
3: Listen to comments. Alexander in the Facebook group said, yeah, winning is cool, but we have more persons of color, so win the more morally important equal rights battle.
2: Mm. Mate, well, versus the Roosters, I mean, I'm sure the competition would uh, unveil far more.
3: Lexi in the Facebook group said, honestly, Wally, brackets, her small penis boyfriend, is jealous <laughs> at how moist this game is getting me, not going to lie. <laughs> Josh said, okay, it actually looks like Kiri is the new Kronk, really steering them around. What a fucking brilliant first half. Daniel. In Facebook said, small business owners in Minneapolis have shown better defense than the Broncos tonight. <laughs> Jason, Facebook said, most experienced forward is 20 and only one half playing. Not sure what that touch judge with the number six is doing on the field all the time. <laughs> Take five players out of any team and they'll be fucked. Some fairly low-flying excuses there. Cruzy uh, said, I'm fucking confused as to how a team can play two first. Uh, Play two games good to now playing like a B-grade club team. Mm. Nicholas, with a K, says, Last game I went to, Buck almost slipped on the surface while riding around the ground. If Buck slipped and had to be put down, it would be less horrific than watching this. Mm. Uh, New listener, Josh, at Josh58160674 on Uh, Twitter. He's in Russia. Said, I made a Twitter account. Just so there would be any hope of you guys reading this out on the podcast next week. Keep up the good work. And we did, Josh. But, welcome but, aboard. but
2: he didn't didn't actually
3: say anything, though. <laughs> there you go. you got to fucking stuff. That's how piss poor the Broncos are. Even their fan comments leave room for fucking comments that aren't about the game.
2: Lovely. Thank you, sir. Welcome.
3: And uh, we'll give the last say to JC, a.k.a. Solo Golfer in a Cart. I'm hardly a nutritionist, but perhaps for future games, the Broncos may want to have a rethink on that pre-game meal of quailudes, fried Mars bars, and pot brownies washed down with a bourbon smoothie. (laughs) At least for one more week, they can eat those. That that is a fucking scary, uh, scary interaction there.
2: Pub game. Penrith Panthers 26. Defeat the Warriors 0 at Campbelltown. The Panthers uh, double to Burton. Uh, Louie with a try. Mansour, Burns, and Crichton 3 of 5 conversions. Defeat the Warriors 0. Back to Tamworth with you.
3: Back to fucking Tamworth. Or as yeah. we call it, New Auckland. Because <laughs> you're still shit.
2: Well, the worst thing they did, obviously, was relocating from, from uh, Tamworth to like Central Coast or whatever the fuck they're. Yes. Newcastle or yes. fucking Cessnock. Is,
3: is that a bit closer to New Zealand? Well, like yeah, geographically. It's,
2: it's, it's geographically um, further east, so I'd say yes. Yes, yeah, that yeah. is. Yes, correct. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Because Tamworth is, a, is inland.
3: So they're a little bit closer to that collective fucking <coughs> punish cloud that is their wives and girlfriends.
2: <laughs> so, the land of the long white fucking nag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: they're, like, they're like Superman. When they get close to pieces of their fucking home planet. <laughs> they lose all their fucking powers. <laughs> so you're very happy for young Burton.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know... On one hand, he didn't get a chance to redeem himself by actually kicking. He should have kicked a disrespectful field yeah, goal, just true. To, like in a game where there was no pressure on just fucking just, boot to, it. just to fucking just to bury that demon once yeah. and for all. But I mean, yeah, he got a couple of tries and played very well. So he, he, yeah, he, he got he got a, he got one back that way.
3: Yeah, he certainly did. Um in saying that though, Penrith had this unfortunate habit of looking fan fucking tastic for all but the last tackles of a set. Mm-hmm. Um, between them.
2: Which saved the Warriors to an extent.
3: It certainly did. Uh, between them, Burton and Luai didn't take great fifth tackle options. Luai probably more so mm-hmm. than than Burton just because he had more of that duty. And a lot of that you can put down to youth and, and some inexperience. But the concern I've got there moving forward is that it's long been a bugbear of mine with this team that they're always looking Looking, looking for an opportunity, not playing smart football and letting the opportunities present themselves yeah. to them,
2: not uh, earning opportunities, you know, through yeah. structure
3: and well, not not even through structure, but, but through no, I pressure. Mean, and, I mean
2: structure in terms of their sets, as in the next set feeds into the, you know, do yeah. a deep kick or into a yep, corner. That's it. You know, which then the defensive set feeds into that's you it. know a territorial win.
3: Yeah, yeah, blah blah blah. Exactly. Yep. Um, so there was a. A couple of times where a repeat set or pinning the Warriors in a corner could have really change the momentum of the game mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't take those. Especially in a game
2: where some of their like A-team returners mm. aren't, weren't in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
3: yeah. yeah exactly. Um, fucking the Otis space uh, break when he got into open space, the pace on that guy for a fucking big man yep. was absolutely phenomenal. And then the Warriors coming back, and you know, getting things like two six again calls. Yep. You know, almost back to back, just driving up the field, and then when they're in a position to attack, just get so easily fucking bundled into touch.
2: And like like first play sort of thing, yeah. too, Like just squandering they're, everything they had.
3: They're back to Warriors. Don't want to rest fault too much, but fuck me, Chechen seem to be slow on his six again calls.
2: The, the the consistency of application of the six again call is something that they're going to have to figure out. That's all awesome.
3: I went back and looked at a bunch of sets yep. when he called six again. So I was noticing I'd see the little fucking um, red square the red thing I was talking, yeah. on the TV. And after I'd seen that, you'd start to see the reaction on the players. In most of the other games, I can almost pick when the six again coming because you see – the change in the place. Like you see someone that was yeah. shaping the kick or...
2: Which is me, which is because like the, the, the way it works is, you know, the, the referee says it. Yeah. And then the television, you know, they pick it up and... That's you it. You know, ring the, ring the bell or whatever. That's and, it.
3: Yeah. So it was a, a, an issue. You know? I must admit,
2: it is tougher watching games without volume this year. Or this, mm. this you know, this yeah. new, new regime. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. A lot, it is a lot tougher because you've got to... Sometimes you're like, what the fuck? And then you say, oh, oh yeah, there's a the little thing. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: it. Um... But in terms of bright spots for Penrith, fuck Fish is phenomenal. Yeah. fisher Harris's performance Great that game. year for him thus yeah. far. And I am going to go so far as to say that he is the most versatile forward playing in the league at the moment. The entire league. Entire league. In terms of, you know, he can spend long stretches and hang out on an edge or he can fucking play in the middle. He can put him at lock or he can get in there and bash other props around. And I'm not sure there's anybody else that can do as well across the park for as long as he's doing it at the moment. So he's taken uh, Isaiah Yeo's crown as the most underrated man in football.
2: With <laughs> uh, the whole thing to come crashing down when, when Cleary inserts himself into a winning combination...
3: Well, Luai's mm-hmm. injured, so he's not inserting himself. He's uh, well, pull, pulled in.
2: Well, yeah. But, I mean, that was always the case, although maybe it would have been Burton that dropped out had the injury not happened to Lui. I mean, I feel like Burton's a much better option. So do I. I mean, he's you can joke about the field goals all you want, but, I mean, he's definitely... He's, Lui's mm-hmm. almost been invisible, I feel. Yeah. So... um. Yep. So, unfortunately, though, this is one of those wins that you hate, and especially when you're coming into a game that actually counts.
3: Yeah, exactly. But uh, fucking Billy Burns, fucking Radley Junior. <laughs> I'm a fucking fan. Get on board the Burns Express.
2: Hit some tweets. I'm looking at. I'm watching. I'm watching the clock. I'm gonna keep fucking you know, tight ship on these things.
3: Ben on Facebook said, I "Only just caught the replay after a weekend away trying to liquidate my liver. Well done, sir." Please, someone tell me, Senor Chin will see the obvious and keep Burton at six and move Luai to fourteen when the main chin is back next week. I can squeeze his brilliance into 30 to 35 minutes. Absolutely true. Uh, at Fat Harry Lazy on Twitter said, Billy Burns ran such a good line, it gave Lockyer the sniffles. <laughs> ha, ha, ha 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 ha. Rishi in the Facebook group said, If only Romy hadn't fluffed a bunch of kicks in a hurry at the end of the game, he'd be fine, but I suspect he might be in the 14 next week. And how big was the fish? Uh, Fat Harry Lazy again this time on Facebook said, Any tips to get rid of this erection? It started when Leota burst through the gap. Follow that up with actually scratch that, otherwise kicking game got rid of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Very funny. Uh, James and Facebook said, "Fuck everyone but Roger, useless cunts." If Bill can still get a start in the NRL, then any cunt can make it. Josh said, "Just when I thought it might be the yearie of the Tamweary Warriories. <laughs> Hashtag LDJ Moz. <laughs> Uh, Opium Death Cult said Happy Birdo got his redemption story Two tries gives him confidence to continue to grow Based on his ability And uh, the official Twitter of the Brisbane Firehawks At the Firehawks yeah, yeah. Obviously we had a quick listener
2: <laughs> Well done no, nice I, logo. I, I imagine the Brisbane Firehawks is, Was already secured by The, <laughs> the, the potential uh,
3: Expansion crew uh, Matt Burton would look great in a Firehawks jersey in 2022. <laughs> Plenty of ratbags in Brisbane, Matt. Hashtag Hurting for Burton. Uh,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain we know this person. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that's going to be the theme of the tweets. Every week it's going to be ex-player. Because <laughs> you know, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Correct. All right, you done? Yep.
2: The Melbourne Storm, 22, defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 8 uh, down at the Korean housewife. Melbourne's 22 came through, uh, tries to uh, Papahausen, uh, Vunvalu, Fox, and Justin Olam. Smith, two of four conversions and a penalty goal. The Rabbitohs, eight, uh, tried a uh, uh, A.J. Uh, conversion to Adam Reynolds and a penalty goal to Adam Reynolds. The final scoreline flatters the storm somewhat. I mean, this yeah, is actually, this was a bit of a, this was in the balance for quite a while.
3: Mm. But yeah, the Rabbits just didn't seem to have that knockout punch in them, yeah. And unfortunately, there were a couple of times where it was Latrell that pulled the trigger on the fuck up, yeah. That that stopped the run or that relieved the pressure. Uh, you know, he had that absolutely wonderful cutout pass that he threw for was it, it was Johnson's try, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reality is that's about the bare minimum expected for a fullback in this in these in, days, twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in unless your name's Ponga, in which case you'll be fucking blown for No matter what you do, <laughs> if, or if they cut you out, that's the way you held your hands down. Yeah, it's way like, <laughs> out of the try to be scored. It was so
2: well left yes. to create the opportunity.
3: Um You know, the the things like when they're up and on the try line and he's gone to just float a pass over the top and it's just popped straight out the front of his hands. Mm-hmm. All of those little things that point to just the amount of fatigue he's under. Uh, means he's underdone. Yeah, for the position. Uh, to the Storms' credit, I think that well they are obviously better than the prior week.
2: And it's also the storm that it's the storm that you would you expect to see as well. Yes, it's a storm that doesn't that doesn't give a fuck. Yep. how long they're in like a grind. Yes, they'll pull away. They'll stay in it the entire time and pull away at the end.
3: Yes, that's it. Um, fairly even in terms of the what the stats show. I think it was just a little bit more class in the Storm and a couple of key errors. And the fact that they had a couple of halves that they could go to, whereas Souths really just had Reynolds, yeah. um, who probably faded at the end of this game as well. In the beginning, was right in there and had a lot more involvement. But towards the end of the game, again, just just couldn't he can't, find the thing, a way. He can't, he
2: can't do it all himself. So yeah. now we get to see next week what a difference maker Track. It's going to be to have another guy in there that can actually direct attack and be a focal yep. point and,
3: and so he's not the sole target. And again, the Storm, 32 missed tackles, 15 errors. Mm-hmm. That is a very unstorm like performance. Yeah. So whilst on the surface they're starting to, to get that feel about them again, they've got a little way to go. To yeah. Get back to the Storm, we know. Hit me with some tweets. Go to Facebook first and uh, Grover. Grover. Our Facebook group said, glorious fucking rugby league. I have no more paprika left. His brother in fucking Gronk Lee says, uh, Munster slayed them tonight. Back to his best. The best thing about this win is knocking that old grumpy cunt Wayne off his perch again. Fuck you, Wayne. Fuck you. How do, You know how we used to say Jamie Lyon was the world's slowest fast man?
2: I say skinniest fat man. Yeah. Fattest little, skinny or, man. Yeah, that's it.
3: <laughs> Is Cameron Munster the world's or you know, how do you say it, the world's like weakest strong guy or the world's strongest weak guy? Like the just for him to fucking keep running yeah. with cunts hanging off him, like feet off the ground, should be dragging yeah. him down backwards. Yeah. yeah. And he just keeps fucking moving. Yeah. I don't understand the fucking physics of it. Mm. Ah, uh, Shane Aaron says no team has worse hands in league than the bunnies for as long as I've supported we've the worst dick fingers. Oof. Uh, at Big Gav 8 on Twitter said Souths with Dargan at 58 gave no spark. Can't judge them until Walker back. Agree. Yeah, agree. At TYB Jones 86 Jared Maxwell is continuing. He's a 2019 grand final form only this time in the bunker.
2: Yeah, listen, listen. we'll get to the referees. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, and at the bunk 2099 said, Latrell is excellent in attack, but defensively as a fullback, he's as effective as the Bangladeshi army defending a bridge from Tyler Rake. Hashtag extraction. Ooh, topical. Topical. That is a current motion picture currently showing on the Netflix. That oh, was about six weeks ago. But... It's actually not bad, though. Okay. I enjoyed it. Did you watch it? Yes.
2: It's not too bad. The thing I liked about it the most, I mean, the action was really good, but the thing I liked about it the most was having, like, an Aussie guy, yeah. like a like a super Aussie guy. Oh, being like sake. the most Let me smack a piss off and smacks <laughs> that kid. <laughs> yeah. like, get out the fucking way, you little cunt. Like the- <laughs> Yes. That was the best part of it. That's it. It was like, uh, yeah, so like uh, commando extraordinaire, but the Aussiest bogan Aussie ever. I
3: know. In in, in the interest of time, I'm going to let you have your say on this next game.
2: Okay. Uh, The Mighty Manly Seagulls, 22. Garrett got the goal.
3: (laughs) (laughs) defeated the
2: eels 19 um the eels the eels tries came through jennings brown and evans uh moses two or three conversions a penalty goal and a field goal uh manly 16 came through a double to to jorge and uh try to dylan walker uh garrick one of three conversions and a penalty goal the thing that was most pleasing about this game was the press conference with des holy fuck he's a new he's a changed man like he's just he's just over time he's just mellowed out Yes. So like he he would have been so fucking stroppy about this like you know back take it back to 2011 and you know that period um, last time we see it, all the time he was the dogs or yeah, whatever but it was he's was actually laughing about it and the and one of the journalists in the press conference said to him um <sighs> so graham annesley's already come out and said that that decision was wrong and he's like oh, oh was it really yeah, okay cool and then he just goes through the rest of the, the the rest of the press conference and then at the end he says something like oh you know to be you know to be down like you know 18-2 with you know in the second half under this new system and you know to um and you know to come back to come back and win the game and then like winks at them and everything and he's <laughs> like having so uh yeah love desi's work um this is a good game. Two teams are obviously going to be up there. The eels, the eels played played pretty, I you mean, know, pretty much to their capacity. I think, um, particularly their kicking game was excellent. And it was also helped, I think, a little bit by. Um, I just felt like manly. They were a bit slow. Like the back three would just seem like they're a bit slow to get the kicks. But maybe that was just like a, a feature of like the quality placement of the kicks or something too. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and just a little bit slow and things like that. And um, and the possession, I mean, this game was set up to be like a 36 to not much one of those games. Mm. I mean, the Eels had the first, I don't know how many fucking sets they had. Like, with the, they had, I think after 10 minutes, the possession was like, after like five or six minutes, the possession was 99 to one. Mm. And I don't even know how they got the one because the only time Manly had touched the ball in that period was, I think George, like, you know, ripped the ball out or knocked the ball down. You know, from knock the pass down, or you know, that was traveling, and yeah. somehow that gave us one percent possession out of the hundred percent. But um, and after ten minutes, it was crazy. It was like, you know, ninety-three to seven or some crazy, like, yeah, fine. unheard of shit. So I'm very. It was very pleasing to see that the way they fought back, um, especially like being down, like probably the biggest margin the team's been down under this system, um, so far, and to, to like to, and to bring that back and win. I mean, like the pass. I mean, is undisputedly. <coughs> we've, spoke, we've spoken about forward passes and shit before, and we've had yep. our ideas on how to do it, and it's a difficult thing. Um,
3: it's it's all, fucking not.
2: Well, it, it's... It, it's fucking not. Well, I mean, obviously, because, you know, every, it's it's hard to do for the, for the system to do it in such a way that they feel is not going to inc- incur more backlash than
3: now. The only thing that's hard about it is that there is going to be a period of time <laughs> where it will... It'll need a change of technique, Mm -hmm. right? So what they need to do is you can have the fucking same things that are in your mobile phone. You know how when you pick your mobile phone up and turn it and the fucking screen turns around? That's it. You can have one of those in a ball. You can have markers on it tracking where it goes. All you need to do is measure the speed that the ball's going at, i.e. the speed that the player carrying it is going at. Yep. Then you can get as fucking minute as to measure the where it left,
2: where it landed up. That's calculate it. calculate based on the speed exactly, the physics of what would exactly, yeah. yeah. And the thing, and yeah, I was out, in the, I was in the, out in the backyard um, with the kid, and I was like, how can you actually if you if you pass the ball if you pass the ball backwards like with your hands like as I say backwards out of the hands. Yep. If you do that, it's impossible to throw it. Throw it forward intentionally. Like the only thing that causes that is like you know the the physics of the you know the momentum it's things already like moved. that. Yeah. yeah, but you can't actually throw a ball forward doing that. I, I fucking tried. I tried putting spin on it. So even that as a metric, yeah. look at the players' hands when he threw the ball. Yeah, throwing a ball forward, and throwing a ball flat, and throwing a ball backwards yeah. are very visible, easy th- easy to yeah. see things. Yeah. yeah. So even if that were the criteria, I don't you know, I don't fucking oh, know. But,
3: yeah. Um, it. The fact that in this day and age, like, I I saw comments about, oh, a ball floated forward when a player's mm-hmm. done a tap-on. Yeah. You know? Ooh. Yeah, tap-ons, um, you know, that's,
2: you know, aim it and it goes the way it goes because yeah. it's, not, it's not a passing exactly. motion and it's also the play is kind of, it's coming down vertically but it's not moving forward at pace.
3: Yeah, so, there's no on. physics to sort of spot dictate the, the momentum. But yeah. again, it's, it's not hard. But what they would need to do is just calibrate an acceptable variance because it's exactly the same oh, yeah. in the Olympics. Yep. There's a fucking margin of error in those starting blocks yep. that says, well, people can't go faster than this. So even if the gun goes off and you technically take off after and,
2: it- Yeah, or you beat it slightly or you, whatever.
3: You've actually gone early because yeah. you're not that fast. Yeah. They just need to take- like human sam- reaction time versus the time. Well, they need the to time. take yeah. sample groups of passing. Of yeah. players running and passing backwards and going- yeah fuck do we pick that up as forwards yeah you know are we getting false positives get cameron
2: or- smith in there yeah because exactly. i mean if you
3: want the variance <laughs> well he's the control <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> he's the one that must always be marked forward yeah, that's it <laughs> and if it doesn't the um, system's a fucking crock
3: yeah you know, again it, it's not hard yeah it might be expensive yeah but it's far from hard yeah
2: mm. and i mean on the, on the actual game itself i mean there would there would be times when i would be like fucking furious like, Jeff Toovey, there needs to be an investigation level of furiousness. Mm. And I saw some fans online like that. I mean, honestly, you don't, ha- you don't have to fucking refs fault the shit out of it. It's round four of the year. The team fucking showed amazing resilience, which mm. is the sort of things that you can't coach into and a team. A, again, all, this,
3: all this, trolling aside against a dead set contender. one of contender. the other teams that say that they say yeah. it's
2: a top team. That's it. Parramatta know that they fuck it They know that they won that game through the grace of a, a fortunate... Yeah, call at the end because there's no come, there's oh. no, there's no payback. Look,
3: there's also the fucking Dylan Walker try.
2: Yeah, but there's also Kane Evans. The ball spun out of his hands, dropped. I mean, that was that was the most egregious call of the game. I mean, it's literally they I look at they them. slow it down and he's got his hands on the ball and you see the ball just flying in a circular motion out of his hands. I mean, it was the most obvious drop I've ever fucking cool. seen. I don't know.
3: But um, yeah, look, I I think Desi's just realised where the benefit is. You know, for him, for him, it's. Far more fucking benefit to yep. internalize than externalize. Yeah. He knows and he understands probably better than most yeah. who you know how social media works. Yeah. And no matter what his blow up is, social media will do the blowing up for him. Yeah. Because yep. there will be the Manly fans that are refs faulting. There'll be mm-hmm. the neutrals that are refs faulting. Then there'll be the Parramatta fans going, no,
2: nah, it was fucking no, this, this, Dylan this, this, this. Walker. And <laughs> The Dylan Walker one was a still shot of the ball 10 centimeters off the ground. Show me the fucking, show me his hand not on the ball on the ground. That's the thing. I mean, like, it doesn't matter where the ball is in the air like that. But if his hand's on it when he grounds it, yeah. it's try.
3: Um But he's just realized that there's more right. benefit to him to internalize that shit. Yeah,
2: but also just, like, I think, like, he knows, and the team, they you know, they know they know how the game went. Yep. Very early in the season, they're still in the eight, and it's, they're still in a, in a good position. And not only that, after that one game with Parramatta, they proved themselves against, uh, you know, who's allegedly the best. Mm-hmm. With all the power of the narrative and everything behind them as well, but also we've got rid of Melbourne East, Parramatta, and we got we got to turn around and play a couple of them again. But we got a lot of dragons and warriors and shit like that in our future as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it. it's we've been through a, in the first four games, we've been through a pretty a pretty difficult gauntlet in yep. in uh, East, and, and still to find themselves in the eight is uh, is you know. Great. The other thing, the one thing that he was annoyed at, and um, I'd agree, is it's the inconsistent application of the six again thing. I think mm. they got you know triple, quadruple, you know the, that we got, and there are times where it's like, and then when we were mounting our comeback, obviously they were fading, and you know we were, we still scored tries, but yeah. I mean there were times there like where you know we making we're making breaks and guys getting taken out, you know, like you know, held down extras, you know, after yeah. the breaks, and that shit would be instant penalty normally. Last year, instant penalty. This year, at minimum, like the six again thing, you know, that's yeah. what it's there for. Yep. But they just weren't coming for us. So whether we have to, you know, milk it better or, you know, like play it up for the, make it more obvious to the referees or do something, I don't know. But I think it'll just vary from referee to referee. But um, no, well done to Parramatta on remaining undefeated. And uh, we got them again. And so, and, and no doubt we'll... Uh,
3: a revenge game.
2: I would like to say be, there might be a revenge game in the finals, but I think Parramatta will just do their usual and not quite
3: Peter out be no. there
2: at the end um the Sharkies Josh we... oh, oh sorry yeah sorry you don't want to go give a fuck, sir. We'll no wait. go for it
3: everybody go for it oh. I just forgot there's going to be a protest you're trying to steal the voices of Parramatta supporters oh, fuck them idiots <laughs> John in Facebook said I'd usually gloat over a win against Manly but you know what thank you Manly thank you for forcing us to play to another level for forcing us to make every tackle for forcing us to be smart about kick selections for forcing us to be mentally engaged for an entire 80 minutes for the first time in 2020, and for showing the quality that this squad truly possesses. Fantastic game. Heart-pounding and intense. We'll see each other again down the track.
2: Uh, What a a great comment.
3: Back to our normal brand. At Joshua. (laughs) I think I came a little when they called that a forward pass. (laughs) Um, Oh, fucking... That's look like who, yeah, he's a guy. He's
2: the type of guy that that comes a little when when uh, when when his mate's girlfriend's fucking passed out drunk on the couch.
3: Yeah. You're oh. like a, like that
2: movie Kids. He's like Casper.
3: Oh. <laughs> um, look who fucking pops his head out of the woodwork uh, at Cage Online. Yeah, of course, Just <laughs> tweeted. <laughs> did he tweet hashtag, the show? Did he hashtag Manly doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did. He did tweet me
2: as well. I, I, I I at can't remember what I said, but eating a dick was part of it.
3: At H Dragons Fan said, Hey, wankers, haven't written in for ages. <laughs> I hate Manly, but fuck, they just got robbed. Touch his ruling in black and white. Get a feel for the game. Out of the hands, backwards and floated forwards, it's legal. It's a good pass, and the Eels got gifted two points. Go hard, Nate.
2: Go give him a follow as well. He's, fucking, uh, he's one of my, my barbecue inspirations.
3: The uh, Black Glove Bureau, per. Brigade, what? At, 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 <laughs> what? The black, glove <laughs> the black glove. See
2: black glove, and I'm like, what the fuck? Is, where is this coming from?
3: <laughs> you know, show support. <laughs> uh. Oof, at bigger rod. Bad call at the end, but that happens. Para played better throughout. There you go. We'll give the final word to uh, at Paraman mark two. Truth be told, those calls are always 50-50 call. We got the rub of the green this time. I agree, though. To me, the pass was not forward. Hmm. That's right.
2: See, everyone knows. Everyone knows. The uh, Sharkies finally got off the duck, uh, defeating the Cowboys twenty-six to sixteen up there at the bedpan. Um, the Sharkies twenty-six had uh, a double to Ramian, a double to Mulitalo, uh, Britton Nakora with the other try, Johnson three or five conversions, and uh, the Cowboys a double to Felt. Justin O'Neill with a try, and Val with two of three conversions.
3: A lot of fucking love in this game for old Ronaldo.
2: A lot of love in this game for Ramien, too. Like, you know, there's a lot of the, you know, won the trade talk, you know, yes, with him coming yes, back from was. the Knights.
3: Yes, there was. Well, they weren't playing the Knights. So no. So, a little bit fucking premature. Um, look, Ronaldo, obviously a fucking young talent. Mm-hmm. Obviously yeah, young talent. Um, there are a couple of times when I I looked at what he was doing, and I was a a little bit concerned. Things like when when kicks go back behind, yeah, and he's not turning and chasing.
2: The thing I I I like uh, I like uh, young Ronaldo as well, but for me, and this is a symptom of what you've just said as well. I think that at this stage in his career and it may be youth or it may just be who he is I feel that he is extremely mentally fuckable. Yes. Like the way that he was uh he was blowing up last week you know, starting fights. Yes. Out there on the wing you know, yes. and then getting chippy. I think that you put him in up against someone that can just talk some mad shit mm. and I think you I think you got him.
3: You look at the kid and again it's it's obvious that he's a talent. Yeah. The the try he's scored off the kick. Mm-hmm. Like even considering that the Cowboys defender had to turn yep. and chase, but the fucking head start he gave up yeah. to run in and fucking collect that ball. Yep. Like he is lightning fucking quick, you know? Then you get situations where almost immediately after that the Cowboys were hitting back. Mm-hmm. They've put a kick through. There was no one at home, mm-hmm. and he's fucking jogging. Yeah, you know, when teams are confident enough to put kicks through over your head, when you're that fucking fast, that doesn't take feel- that as a personal
2: insult, yeah, and something with which to fuel your exactly effort, yeah,
3: exactly. And and that was his side; it was his man that came through, yep. and fucking put the ball down. And he was nowhere to be seen; absolutely nowhere to be seen. Um, it was rough for both of the clubs. You know, the oh yeah, look, maybe not having Chad isn't too rough. Well,
2: I mean, it's no surprise that the Sharks got their first win of the season, yeah. right?
3: Con- considering who fucking let Noffa through for a try the week before. Yeah. Um, but no Fafita, no Chad, but the Cowboys without JT or Hess. Um, the, I don't understand why the Sharks are playing away from a very simple style of football. You know, the <clears throat> the roll-on that they can conceivably get through the middle and then a spread to Graham on an edge. Yeah, They could be fucking Anything because that play, well,
2: and, and if they're gonna get you know, if, if, yeah, anytime Dugan can take the field as well, yeah. I mean, it's it's proven that him and Wade are just fucking amazing together, exactly. Because Dugan, despite you know the his reputation, I mean, like deserved reputation for being brittle and injury prone and and the rest of it. He's when he's on the field, and when he's the reason why he gets injured so much is because he is one of those guys that throws his entire fucking body through a line, yeah. And you know, and when that's getting fed off, mm-hmm. some like a a little short ball of Wade who's already yeah. made the fuck got him going backwards. Exactly, it's a try every time.
3: It's yeah. So, the the potential there, um, but the the sharks were were really doing a, a couple of effort things better. I feel, uh, you know, things like numbers around kicks. Whenever there was a kick in the air, no matter where it went, the sharks had three or four guys there. Yep. Ready to pick up crumbs, the Cowboys just didn't show the same intensity, you know. Although then you get Sharks doing Sharky things like Johnson not finding touch that almost made it very fucking interesting mm-hmm. down the end. Um, I'm I'm not at all convinced by the Sharks that that they're a team to be taken seriously this year yet. Uh, but it Cowboys was, not really liking their in the new group, stadium
2: right? that much either.
3: Mm. No, not not exactly a fortress. No. Mm.
2: Hit some tweets.
3: That was the fucking Raiders. Matt Mm -hmm. in Facebook said, uh, it's like being labeled easy beats for St. George was all the motivation Sharks needed to not play shit. I would argue the point that they did not play shit. I would contest that point. I think they were still shit. Uh Ben Dunn in Facebook said, Jesse Ramian dominated North Queensland so hard that hashtag Cowboys Lives Matter should trend worldwide. (laughs) Ouch. Carsten. settle down. Over in fucking Skanda, Europa, wherever the fuck you live. uh, Shoemakers in Townsville must earn millions today with so many feet for hands. Hmm. Mitch in the Facebook group said, "Valentine, who all hail Ronaldo? Surely the greatest athlete to be christened with that unique name." I don't have time to Google it, but also why bother? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Special K online said, "This game was sloppier than Holmes gaping a noose defense after years of being pumped by me. As soon as pressure hit the door, the Cowboys collapsed into a rosebud—a win years in the making." <laughs> Oh, Was that it? That's it.
2: Knights 34 defeated the Raiders 18 at Campbelltown. And the uh, Knights 34 came to a double to Bradman Best. Uh, Ponga, Tuala, a double to Lee um, with tries. And what do we got there? We've got uh, four or five conversions to Ponga and uh, one to Tex Hoy. The Raiders 18 tries to White and Kotrick and Papali. Uh, three of three conversions for Croker.
3: Tell Who you what, we? Knights fans. If you want to start the fucking coal burners on a hype train
2: yes i'm glad you i'm glad you mentioned this because it's exactly where i was going as well
3: do it on someone semi-deserving of oh, fucking hype
2: no 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 no. Ta-
3: de- thoroughly deserving of hype oh uh, one game two nah. you fucked your ass as well not at all didn't win he, he scored two tries or oh, was, was score one, set one. In a fucking non-match winning performance. Also,
2: he threw the pass for the winning try and went like, dick hands. <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> yeah, that is true.
3: Big big dick, Rick couldn't like, catch it. You know, have a fucking Bradman best hype machine. What and- a fucking weapon down the left yeah. is.
2: Like, he is a weapon. He's such a weapon. <laughs> He makes fucking Cal and look like a fucking gel blaster yes. by comparison. Yes,
3: 100% he does.
2: Looks exactly like a weapon, <laughs> but then you see the real
3: one that shoots bullets. <laughs> the children giggle when he hits them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he was massive. Oh. Absolutely fucking massive for the night. I and- can't
2: wait till Manly signed him. <laughs> <laughs> I, l- I love him, which is it's just such a unusual thing to say for someone wearing the the this disgusting oh, look I, of the.
3: I'm I've got nothing against the knights. I think they did a fucking, you know, stellar job through the 90s, and I will always applaud their fucking manly curb stomping policy. But for them to get out to a fast start like that, mm-hmm. they're a completely different football side, and you can see what Pierce means to them. Yep. Uh, and why he shouldn't try and tackle with his face in the first 30 seconds of a game.
2: <laughs>
3: yes. Uh, that would be a good choice for him. On Canberra's side, poor fucking Nickel Klogstad.
2: He, 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 he just had a mare, yeah. especially in the first, what,
3: 20-whatever yeah. minutes. That's yeah. it. And was good enough mm-hmm. that that sort of stuff... Like, he put the first two bombs down. Cold. Yeah. yeah. Cold. A tiny bit of pressure, but fucking dropped them. You'd... You'd forgive him getting the fucking yips for the rest of the game for that uh, and and didn't really let it get to him. So, so I was impressed with his fucking resilience there. Whiten just seemed to be a little bit out of sorts as well. Yeah. Like back from that fucking calculating absolute weapon of a running six that he was through the end of last year and at the beginning of this season. And back to that fucking oh, I'll just boot it out on the full, or fucking yeah. drop it cold. I mean, when or, he does
2: run it, he still he still looks pretty good. Oh, he certainly does, but he's just not. It, it's just not coming off though. Either. That's it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Knights just seem to be in full control of tempo.
2: Yeah, and I I think the, the you say what you will about the the attack of the the Raiders side. I just think that I think there'd they'd be massive concerns about how easily the Knights were allowed to amass thirty four points against yes. them. And, like, they did make it look easy. It wasn't... There were no There were no cheap tries yeah. or, you know, like barge overs. Yeah. And this, I mean, it. they were all, you know, would, you know, at least what I can remember. I mean, they're all, you know, beautifully constructed,
3: yeah. earned tries. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it.
2: But, uh, yeah, fucking not good enough Raiders.
3: No, not at all. And, you know, the last thing you want is these cunts to get that fucking faders mentality again. You know, I know yeah. we joke about it. Yeah, and I'm not sure how, how many would be there from those sides. Like Croker's still there. Papali was in Whiten, the faders. Whiten,
2: Whiten
3: was a, he was. A, was definitely yeah. in the faders.
2: A lot of them were because remember they had a year they had the faders year before last year when they were. Then it good, was the grand know. final year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's I can there's a
3: ton of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nasty. Uh, Sam in the Facebook group said, "Fuck the Yeary of Cleary." Hashtag bring on hashtag Yeary of Piercy. Hashtag best hype train. Hashtag credit where credit's due. Fucking where credit's not due is your your fucking hashtags. (laughs) Uh, Because see, Yuri of Cleary is a thing because it rhymes. Yeah. You know, Uh, as is hashtag Spurton for Burton. So, (laughs) um, you know, uh, try, uh, try hashtag my younger sister got felt up on a golf course. Maybe. I don't know. Um and, and that's your fucking shit number seven. Uh Danny in the Facebook John in the Facebook group said, Bradman, simply the best and not referring to the cricketer. i fucking Of course you're not fucking referring to the cricketer. Is there anything fucking creative about you Newcastle Cunts? Yeah, if you want to
2: say something about his name in relation to, to, to Don, what you would say is you would co op the tweet uh, or the, the Facebook comment, I believe it was from Mitch in the Cronulla game, and you would say he is certainly the greatest, the, the greatest sportsman with the with sportsman with Bradman, with the Bradman name, name. You know, yeah. yeah, something like that. Fucking hell. Do we have to even teach you how to
3: tweet? I worry for the fucking future ha- generation. <laughs> you imagine the tweets of the future generation? Yeah. If they're getting this shit through osmosis? Fuck me. Uh, John <laughs> on Facebook said, that's the Raiders I know and love. For a minute, I thought we were genuine contenders. Hashtag limp dick energy. There it's you round go. four, dude. Yeah, but there's a Raiders fan with a better fucking hashtag. Yeah. Because pretty much that's what the Raiders had. Yep. Uh, Nigel Facebook. Curtis Scott to his barber. I don't think I'm looking grubby enough. What can you do for me? Barber, hold my comb while I get the clippers. One scumbag mullet coming up. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Michael in Facebook said, Bradman, best is a gun. Fuck Ponga, I'm on the best hype train. Ben, Facebook. Raiders playing for their massive effort last week. They looked lethargic. They certainly did. Rick. With maybe the best fucking Newcastle tweet of the round, suck my Valhalla flavored ponga.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, Eddie, you so said they had the recorded <laughs> Viking clack. Jeez, I, look, I put something out on Twitter about that. <laughs> they,
2: it's like a record. It was a recording, and they could and they couldn't they get one from fucking Iceland soccer team or something. Surely that
3: wasn't live though. Like that wasn't a stream or a feed. Was it?
2: It's just what they played over the thing, wasn't it? Like it wasn't over the. PM. I'm talking
3: about the visuals. Oh, because the, no, there visual- were fucking visuals.
2: No, I didn't see the visuals. Sorry.
3: And the uh-huh. only thing that could excuse that is that half of the people were on fucking ADSL one, <laughs> and half of the people were on uber-fast five G fucking. If you
2: yeah, but I mean, but, but I know you're being very generous in saying, oh, surely it was like lag issues or. You but know, this is
3: what I'm going to say: if you have that and you know that shit's coming fucking have something that you've edited yeah, and cut it so they all fucking clap at the same time.
2: Conversely, here's another theory that I'd like to put to you, sir. We've seen upwards of 10-plus games in Canberra each season for the past couple of years when they've been doing the Viking clap. Yes. Have you, at any of these times, seen the crowd execute it flawlessly in unison with the clap?
3: Not even close to flawless.
2: So, it wasn't anything to do with fucking ping time.
3: No, but this is worse. (laughs) This was so much worse (laughs) that I wondered if all they did-
2: Regularators plus lag then.
3: No, I actually wondered if what they had done was put fucking webcams in old folks' homes and just gotten people stroking out their last final sessions of fucking life (laughs) and they're not clapping- they're desperately clawing for the fucking help button so a nurse can come and give them CPR and put the Viking clap sound to those visuals. It's possible. That's what that looked like. Fucking hell, Raiders fans. Um, Eddie said, unfortunately for everybody, Ponga was actually deserving of at least 15% of the compliments, which is a pretty good game. Yeah. He did. He had a very, very good game.
2: Oh, fuck. I will bump him up 25.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm feeling generous. Old Sharky Dave said, actually an enjoyable game to watch. Still not sure how the comms can talk with pongers' tackle tickling their tonsils. Ooh, mm.
2: alliteration. That's another tool you could use in your hashtag. Yes.
3: Uh, at MMOzzy said, a real 2014 Raiders first half. Pierce's kicking game sealed the deal. That is an apt summary, sir.
2: Okay. The uh, Gold Coast Titans, 28 won their first game in a year over the West Tigers, 23. Yes. At Suncorp Stadium.
3: They fucking
2: did. In front of a ground record for the Titans. Yes. And uh, they had tries. Their 28 came from tries to Proctor, Don, Hipgrave, Kelly and Sammy. Mm-hmm. Ash Taylor, four or five conversions. The West Tigers, 23, came from tries to Dewey. A double to Nofaluma. And uh, BJ Laylua with a try. Mm. Benji three or four conversions, and a field goal. Mm. Well, how the turns table. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the end result of this one is probably less flattering to the Tigers when you take into account that for the first 10 minutes,
1: they oh, sorry, 12, at 10 minutes, they, they, were, they were beating the clock. Yeah.
3: You know? And for a team to get out to that sort of start against this Titans. In this current six again
2: regime where it has historically been proven via every other game
3: that a fast start wins you the game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with a team you know, you're talking about a team that that's coming up to a year without a win, so they're more mentally fragile than they belief
2: at an all time low. That's
3: it. Yeah. So, you know, you're losing games, you're losing games, you're losing games, you're losing games. None of that has the specter of a year without a win that this game did for the Titans. And what a way to get in there and potentially head fuck them. It was almost the perfect start for the Tigers.
2: Yeah.
3: And it was looking and it was looking super ominous. It certainly was. From there, there were, you know, obviously things that the Tigers did wrong, but there was also a lot that the Titans did right.
2: They uh, just they just settled the fuck down and got through their sets. The, yeah. the, the biggest problem with the Titans is they they can't defend and they make too many fucking mistakes and yep. don't have enough ball to actually construct anything. Yeah. And then when they do have it, they've had this rotating carousel of fucking halves yeah. and potential halves, and yep. none of whom have worked out. And yeah. they've got no you know they've got the the fuck functional spine of Alex McKinnon, and <laughs> and you know th- that's that's been the story. But this time they completed they, they completed sets. Yes, actually tried to get a grasp. On this six again thing, that if you complete sets, complete tackle bounce up, mm-hmm. you can actually generate. Yeah. you know this this little this seldom fucking seen thing in Rabina called momentum, <laughs> <laughs> and that turns to fatigue for the other side. Opportunities in attack opening up, and fuck me, they finally it, it's it took a long time. It, it took till about 60th minute, 65th minute, like b- before the Tigers iced it in quotes there was already yeah. like we we're like oh fuck yeah okay this is this yeah. is how the game of rugby league is played yep that's it we we remember
3: now but even things like in their defence and credit where it's due and you know that I'll always give credit where it's due fucking Brycey had whilst not capturing his brilliant form at, at penrith that got him to the level of hype He's
2: the his brilliant form that cost him fifty G's? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Penetrating best, <That's> it. Oh. <laughs> um, was much better in defence and in defence he was. The in bar, attack, I
2: thought he was a fucking liability. Like yeah, the ball true. seemed to die with him a lot. Yeah. like he was trying to kick out, and he's yes. not, he's not a kick out.
3: Yeah, but you remember that that was the Bryce move. The Bryce yeah. move was the in draw to two defenders. And the offload around the back, like hooking it, getting one arm free yeah. and hooking it right but around. But this the time back he was just defender.
2: trying to just trying to bash through, like yeah, you know, five meters out. Uh,
3: but for him to just not be such a fucking turnstile anymore proves that at least the placebo effect is real. Like if he hasn't had his fucking boosters, mm-hmm. it means that him being around cunts that actually do uh, has fooled his fucking immune system. Into thinking that he is a functioning human being. Well, it's basically thus allowing him to perform.
2: It's a a microcosm of the herd immunity, in effect. Yes, the rest of them have it, thereby defending him. But um, (laughs) 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 yeah, yeah, I give I give credit. I mean, I I I gave some shit the whole book last week about just like the wholesale changes. You know, like seven changes a week. You know, just keep fucking cycling guys out. You know what? I think he might have actually Mm. he might actually be able to coach, and I think. A sign of that is an improvement in defense, and if you can see get a defensive line together that has a Bryce Cartwright, yep, and not be exposed repeatedly for mm-hmm. the full eighty minutes, then maybe fucking I don't know. At least something's happening there that he may be able to build towards. Yeah,
3: and again, you know the the Titans have, and and we're different from other sports in that. This whole thing of getting a, a club player to build a club around mm-hmm. very often ends fucking poorly. Yeah. Um, but fuck me, Anthony Don is a club man. Yeah. He's the guy who took a pay cut to stay at the Titans to repay the faith that the the club when, has shown. When
2: he didn't have to repay shit because he was their best fucking player anyway. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
3: And in terms of what a modern-day winger should be able to do, yep. the cunt's fucking huge. He can jump really fucking high. Yep. And he's got hands that look like they sweat super glue. Yep. Name me a fucking club. Like, I would murder Mansour. If there was a sniff of us (laughs) being able to fucking afford him. Yeah. Like, I would go to Josh's house and fucking poke his eyes out with my thumbs like I was the mountain on Game of Thrones. (laughs) Just to ship in. Just to get somebody that's not a fucking overrated broken-faced hobbit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey joshie was pretty good under a couple of high balls he all the was weekend, all right so yeah i was gonna say i thought he's been all right yeah, this year especially
2: after the kobe break
3: he's, he's been a bit better so <laughs> um.
2: <laughs> and, and a couple of weeks ago when the when the news was coming out that oh yeah like young young would be getting a like a, a train a trial and try try out sort of yeah what a fucking difference and i said at the time why is he trialing anything if you i mean the titans are renowned for throwing five-year contract give him a fucking five-year contract straight up because yeah. he's the best player in the entire That's club yeah. he doesn't have to trial to go in that fuck
3: yeah. he, he's the best player Just you've give got. him the fucking key to the back door of Melbers and welcome him to the fucking club
2: i said like made it like made like, of ours like yeah like Sharky dave he was saying we were chatting about it and he's like yeah so this is a player that fucking you know he, he did the mormon thing or whatever yeah it's, this is the player that Bellamy didn't want didn't want to leave. Yeah. If if he doesn't want a player to leave the Storm, that's a fucking dead dead yeah. giveaway right there. A, the, he's the, a player of substance. Player. Yeah. And he was fucking
3: massive, wasn't he? Just wasn't he? Just. And you know, for for a team where the hooking role has been such a point of contention, and mm-hmm. they've just had so many fucking disappointments there. Yep. Good signs for the Titans Mm -hmm. coming out of it. Tigers, though. Fucking Tigers.
2: All through the week, on social media, the Tigers fans were always like, this is one of those games Uh that the Tigers will lose. Yeah. And then there was like the whole year without the win thing and all these things coming into effect. And then... The games pan out on the weekend in such a way that if the Tigers go into this game, if they lose this game... They end up ninth. They'll be ninth. Oh. I mean, tell me there aren't rugby league gods. <laughs> Honestly. Tell me that certain things aren't preordained. Yep. In this game of ours. And uh, oh, the Titans were it so deadly. They let them back into it. And then they actually pulled away. Yeah. And kind of iced the game a field goal with not long with you know nothing left hmm. they iced the fucking get they iced the win the titans got close they did amazingly well they even they had a crack at field goal fucked it and then then the titans and the titans also at 22 nil remember 22 also the titans had a couple of sets where they should have fucking set up for field goals yeah. and didn't yeah and they had all, like like super easy chances where the, where play the balls are happening five meters out and just mm. stand right in the fucking middle, yeah. of Ash and, and pot it. Yeah, you know, and it's there.
3: And like Ash Taylor, like say what you want about him, mm. he's not the sort of guy that's gonna yeah you know, a shirk from taking a fucking field goal.
2: Yeah, and he can kick him And can, yeah, and when when he's kicking it from like twenty meters out too, mm. I mean of course but they didn't do it. So the the Tigers roll down, Benji gets a, a fucking cracking field goal. Has to be said.
3: It was vintage fucking crafty but, veteran marshals. and it
2: was like what there was like probably like a minute or fifty seconds. Like yep. by the time they actually got the, you know, they they get the ball on the tee, they go for the predictable. They they try short it, kickoff, and the short kickoff was fucking abysmal. Yes, went five meters
3: <laughs> and then bounced and then bounced and then somehow broke the plane. <laughs> somehow broke
2: the plane, <clears throat> and then it was it was and then it was game on. Then you knew you knew it was, it was gonna it was gonna yeah, happen. That's it, and uh, for it to happen the way it did. Uh,
3: it was fucking spectacular. It was
2: spectacular, mm. and so congratulations to our long-suffering, titan-supporting listeners. And uh, enjoy that one because mm. it it was a great like I, I love it was like a win after not winning for a year is fantastic. Yes, I don't know what that feels like, but I'm sure it feels pretty fucking good. Yeah, like a premiership or something. Yeah, but but to do like- it against it, but to do it as a listener of this show with the, just the, the meme value around it being the Tigers and the Ninth and everything like that, it's just like one of these special fucking yeah. planetary alignment yep. <laughs> things that you've just got to enjoy.
3: That's it. First comment on this one goes to Shanta in the Facebook group. said, remember the good old Penrith Jr. hype machine days? Robert Jennings was hyped up as being even better than Michael at the same time Michael was an origin kangaroo rep player. That is very true. And I think that was just one of those fucking things that Tigers fans did to make themselves think that they were relevant in any way, shape, or form compared to Penrith. They've always been Aldi Penrith. They always will be Aldi Penrith. Uh, And I hope you enjoy Justin Pascoe and what he's doing to your club, such as sacking Benji Marshall, because 100% that was his decision. Fuck him. Fuck them as a staff record label as a motherfucking crew. Uh, biggest Tiger, lest we forget, in the midst of a thousand ninth memes, we scored the try of the year.
2: I don't remember a thing no, about it.
3: not at all. Which one was that? Mm.
2: It wasn't one of the awful new ones. He couldn't score a try of
3: the year. Uh, Jordan said, Robert Jennings couldn't catch a disease in a Chinese wet market. Other Jordan, what the fuck's with this influx of Jordi? I
2: don't know. When they're the same ages or whatever. You know, our names sort of cycle through in yeah. popularity.
3: True. Um, this is a two part. I said, Has someone checked on Real Dad Glenn? Make sure he's okay. I feel like someone should. And Glenn came back and said that, Why would I not be just fine? On another note, you know what rhymes with just fine?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Matt in the Facebook group said, When the Leilua brothers are your big off season signings, you're going to lose a few games like this. <laughs> Liam said, I'm out. Supporting these cardboard cutouts pretending to be an NRL team is too much of an invo- emotional investment. Uh, John said, Titans one, Big Farmer zero. There you go. And last word on this one goes to fucking super listener at Hammers. Says, you can have your grand finals. Just give me last ditch round four victories against the Tigers. Aww. <laughs> And it was good to catch up with Hammonds on Saturday, too. Fucking great. We had a little mini meetup, up
2: A little mini feed of barbecue, and it was fantastic.
3: Fucking oath it was.
2: And uh, it's good to see things starting to open up again. Mm. So you can actually go out and have a feed and a beer with the boys. Mm. The, uh, next up, the uh, Doggies, 22, to feed the Dragons, 2, at uh, Wankbest Stadium, Monday afternoon. Doggies tries to Elliot, Meany, and Remus Smith. Uh, Meany, three of three conversions and a couple of penalty goals of Dragons. First points of the match, was not it? Zach Lomax. First thing, congratulations, doggies. You have proven that you were not in the same depths of uh, the Dragons. I mean, this was a a very, very early dress rehearsal for Spoonapalooza. And while I feel like the Sharks clawed themselves out of that bracket as well, uh, I feel there's a tier. The Dragons at this point are a tier unto themselves. Yeah, going They're into this, a last place spoon team.
3: If you'd if you'd have said who's who's primo for the spoon, I would have said it's a three horse race between the Titans, the dogs, and the dragons. Yep. The dogs though always felt like they had more of a chance to get out of it.
2: And they and they have shown a, a, a propensity to put on a bit of a late season flurry to, yeah, to you know, escape out
3: of mm. danger it was the, the dragons put on a fucking five minute effort we thought okay there you go there's some intent in the runs there yeah uh they they might mean what they're here to do i think it was a good move as well putting dwz back out on the wing great great move
2: because i mean how how much better is hopper jr just at that at that modern day playmaking fullback yes, stuff that's it and the opportunities that the opportunities that he was part of creating in that in that game, yeah, they weren't even fucking utilized. I mean, the amount yeah. of times when they had the right hand side of the field just wide open, yeah. just waiting to throw just it out, gaped, mm-hmm. and uh, and they just didn't get the pass there or whatever yeah. you know, for whatever reason. Uh, but and- you know what? This is the week. This is week one of it. If they keep working on that, then they're actually going to have you know some options out wide.
3: Now this is the thing with DWZ. You've always got to be fucking wary of a winger or a centre that says that leaves somewhere and says they want to play fullback. You've got a situation where that's happened for South Sydney and the reason that that player couldn't get the fullback spot was because the number one fullback in the world Mm -hmm. currently had that spot at his club. So he went elsewhere and even he hasn't gone in and made a success. DWZ wanted to play fullback, wasn't playing fullback, Mm -hmm. went in and he had his you know, three or four games where he was brilliant because he had a point to prove. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his position is on the wing. And, and, and this
2: is the thing, you can get all of the best things that DWZ does. Yeah. Like, you know, like like the like bringing the ball back from kicks and things and like that. And
3: just running at fucking breakneck yeah. speed and into he- brick walls. And
2: he can do that from the wing.
3: Mm-hmm. Certainly can. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, the- Kieran Foran. I'll tell you, if his body was fucking right. Yeah. He he'd still be a weapon. Yeah, I mean, it, just the the early, the early direction in attack of the dogs was one hundred percent off his off everything he did. Yes, the only problem is, I mean, and, and if he can stay injury free, he'll be fucking great for them this year. Yeah. At the moment, it's not just injuries that are problem. It's like. He was fucked. Yeah. You could, <laughs> you could see that he was just like just sucking the big ones and, in like the fati- twenty minutes.
3: The fatigue mistakes yeah. didn't didn't help them. Yep. Um, but still his fucking Once Plus he gets minus, his cardio back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's it. The dragons folded emotionally so fucking quickly in this one. Mm. Like there was a, a stage where there was a bomb put up and it was Lomax was going through to chase, and there was a contest in the air, yep. and then the ball spilled out. All of the Dragons players just fucking stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at those really successful teams, and in that situation, play the fucking whistle. Like, everybody run through because all you need in that situation is for the ref to send it up a try, for there to be some fucking elbow obscuring yep. the point of contact with the ball, and all of a sudden, there's not enough fucking yep. thing to overturn. That's your best case scenario. Mm um but it it just was okay as soon as it didn't come off nah. yep they're fallen flat
2: but in, in in conceding tries as well you can see there's like there's no talk behind the line yeah there's um i saw there was a, there was a defensive thing where like it was like Ben Hunt was just like used to see had yeah, the shits with with yeah. Larmour I think yeah and and things like that spilling onto the field yeah pretty much they all play out the way that so Hadley I wonder
3: said. I wonder out of Hunt and Lomax which one doesn't like rape and which one thinks it's okay
2: can't speak for Lomax but he's a younger potentially yeah, okay. rugby league dickhead more yes player I have I, I can't speak for Ben Hunt but I've met Ben Hunt and you know, he seemed and like, he didn't rape he, you he didn't rape me okay didn't rape anyone okay. around me okay didn't even like give off a rapey vibe. He seemed like a, a super nice okay. guy. Did he
3: give you a business card that said rapeisokay.com?
2: No, and he didn't like offer me drugs for sex okay. or anything like that. That might that might culminate in in being raped.
3: Okay, so I think it's pretty conclusive. Yeah. Lomax is rapist. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, here's some tweets. Um, Congratulations, doggies! You're still a pub side, but um, not as much. so. Yeah, I
3: tell you what. One thing is uh, as improved as that was. Yeah. Fuck, Lachlan Lewis has got some work to do. Yeah. he He's so far from a fucking decent first class yeah. half. Um, uh, James in the Facebook group said, even reaching for the Mars bars has become as predictable and mundane as that clusterfuck of a club called the Dragons. Hashtag, you deserve Mary. Hashtag, fuck the dragons. Hashtag, Eerie of Cleary. Fucking well done, James. I like the <laughs> cut of your jib.
2: And, you know, if Mars bars are too mundane, I mean, it's long established that Toblerone's the next step.
3: Yeah. (laughs) You know, you can even make that fucking xylophony noise as you put them up. (laughs) Uh, Gary said, haven't seen the Dragons go this fast backwards since Ben Cray was in the team. Ha, 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 ha. Jason said, surely the Dragons are the only team to run for 2,000 metres and yet lose the game by 20 points. You could probably back that up.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: On an interesting note, you know, this year with this 6 general rule, we're probably going to have to re-look at all of those comparisons. Um, yeah, just because the ball is in play for longer, and there seem to be more actual sets per game. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't mean the same as it did mean, you know, if it, yeah. if it happened last year, for example. Yeah. And and if the NRL was as stats heavy as other you know sports like NBA, all you would need to then do is just average out, say, meters per set. Yeah. You know, and then...
2: I'm sure that they'll, they'll do be, that you know, with I'm, sets
3: per game. I'm
2: sure there'll be places doing it.
3: Yeah. Um, Mark in the Facebook said, in all seriousness, I don't know how to fix this mob. Even the new outside voice of a successful coach in Flanagan is not having an impact. Bring up the entire cutter squad, maybe. To my mind, given the position they are, there was not enough dummy spitting, pass showing at halftime, all just sitting down circle jerking. I would have been snapping those shitty plastic chairs left, right, and center. Lachlan in the Facebook group said I laughed and I laughed and I laughed then I saw the James Graham interview and felt fucking terrible for the bloke I will say at least a coach and a senior player confront the difficult questions straight away I'd feel prouder as a Dragons fan than a Bronco to be honest uh, at GT351 underscore Johns always back says that was of course he's back. even with five minutes to go I was still not confident oh well great to get a win well done doggies now let's get COVID back and cancel the NRL before we play the chooks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a fucking good old stepdad fuck up here. Somebody sent in a wonderful visual meme with a GST sign replaced with the words gaped Schwinkter team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've cut their name out of the tweet when I've pasted it. So you know who you are. Fucking, you know. Poke your head up and, that's and
2: yeah. Claim responsibility.
3: That's it.
2: I thought we were in better. Yeah, even just Gapes Gaped Saints Saints team would have been yeah. Yeah. gaped Saint George team would yeah. have worked out just as just as well. But I do love bastardizations of that shitty fucking song. Because yes. it is one of the worst. Yes. Next do do giggity giggity next.
3: Mm. <laughs> That's it. What can we just get that guy cancelled because that character objectifies women uh, and is a misogynist? Yeah, so, so can we not so just get that guy fucking cancelled So he should be
2: cancelled to the extent that he's um, That he's not allowed to gain entry to Rugby league games
3: oh, I was thinking we'd lynch him
2: Oh okay, isn't he Asian? I feel like there's some racial sh- problems with lynching uh, Someone who's not white
3: No but More lynching More than just
2: the legal problems of lynching You know, hanging anybody by their neck till they're dead <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fine Imagine
2: if he was that guy from that video like... (laughs) (laughs) Taking the poo in the... use okay let's go first up fucking short turn around mighty manly sea eagles take on the brisbane broncos at uh, the central coast
3: well it's not a short turnaround because you're actually not playing for another 7 days after this one this is a training run
2: well this is a it's a short t- it's 4 days to fucking turn around for our game
3: no it's not a game you're training oh, that's what i'm tra- saying this to is you. a training run. yes
2: what do we when do we play next week might be for 14 15 days at the end yeah of that's the, it so seven, you, uh... um... yeah okay fair enough point taken yeah, um... you do not
3: play till sunday next week oh,
2: fucking nice
3: so you got fucking ages
2: Nice. T-tight, tight, tight, tight. Oh.
3: Um,
2: okay, so uh, the Manly side, unchanged according to this uh, the Tuesday list, but I saw on Twitter tonight that, uh, that Jorge is out, as is Ciro. I am absolutely gutted for Ciro because with Corey Oates allegedly starting in the second row for the Broncos, a left side Broncos with Corey Oates... And Milford and Darius Boyd, Ciro will be oh, absolute. Fuck. He he probably he probably he's probably had to withdrawn withdraw through fucking dehydration from coming so hard <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the prospect. So it'll be down to Suli to absolutely molest yes. Darius Boyd. Um, yeah. talk, you, you want to talk? Motherfuckers want to talk about being Earthside. He's gonna get fucking planted <laughs> <laughs> by Suli. Um. Lots of lo- what else is going on with the Broncos here? Let me have a look here. Um okay, so Xavier Coates comes onto the wing. They've got rid of um Jesse Arthur's. Uh so Katoni Staggs comes back in um from suspension in the centres. And he's a he's a defensive genius, as we've seen, so I expect at least a double to Hank Scorpio. Um I don't know who are gonna bring in. I mean, well you look at when you look at the Tuesday twenty-one, you've got the ever versatile Brendan Elliott there. But Tavita Funa, who's a Santa, but he's he's been waiting in the wings for a long fucking time for his turn. So mm. I wonder if they might bring him in. Um, and I'd say, oh, there you go, Jetski in 19. He'll come in and replace uh, Ciro. And he's done a great job too. I mean, he, he'll run off the short balls from Cherry just the same as Ciro does. So all good in the hood there. Um, Jamil Hopawate and Ethan Bullimore have been dropped to the reserves. Still no um, no movement in terms of the David Fafita and, uh, and Pingu returns. Mm. They're not in the 21, so I guess they're not in the game. Um. see Dearden in 20 Did you see that Dearden is looking like He might be leaving the Broncos And th- there's a scramble on uh, <sighs> Led allegedly by the Melbourne Storm For his services Yeah So I guess he Is still considered to be the future player That he was said to be Yep If the Storm I mean because they The Storm don't generally buy up Undeserved hype uh, They don't
3: buy hype They by potential, mm-hmm. and there's a vast fucking difference. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, uh, it's just funny, though. The Broncos, they they lose Hunt. Yes. They flick Nicarima yes. because Dean's the next one. Yep. They install Brody Croft over the top of him. Yeah. And now he's looking like they're looking. And they still, apparently, I still love him and see him as a player of the future. Probably the future, one year into the future when Milford gets a flick. Yeah. But, fuck. um, yeah, allegedly we'll be leaving them. Mm. Um, look, this is a. Uh, th- there are so many variables in this game. I feel like Manly and they're not going to be either up or down after after the game. The other, you know, they they know how the game went. They they'll take a lot a lot from the the way they came back in that game and mm. showed their resilience. And there's just a general baseline of excellence that they're delivering at the moment. Mm. Broncos on the other hand. Just cop the biggest fucking ass whipping in the history of the club. So there is, whether it's a dead cat bounce or not, there is <gasps> a there is a certain you know sort of hurt pride, yeah, kind of rebound that happens from games I, like these. I,
3: I think the first twenty minutes of this game will be telling, mm. because as their coach is fucking pointed to whenever he tries to put an excuse out for why they're so shit. Mm-hmm. This is a young, 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 young side, yep. and. If Manly can get a couple of early tries, then I think the floodgates open. You can have a crack, because at, the, have a crack at the big six zero. What What's going to happen then is you're going to get Lodge doing his fucking tonight-you-die-grub shit, mm-hmm. start giving away penalties. Corey Oates starts fucking missing Wayne Bennett, thinking back to all those times that he begged Wayne to play him in the second row, and Wayne said fucking no. And you know
2: what? Wayne's not a, not a stupid man. Yeah. Corey Oates- out there on a fucking out there out there having a holiday on the wing yeah. would make ten tackles a fucking match. Yeah. If that. Yeah. And when he does, they're just like one on one sort of thing. And he's or got a just-
3: sideline to fucking help him.
2: And he's got a sideline. Exactly. i I'd, I'd be more I'd be happier if Ciro was there, but even if it's Jet or whoever they start mm. with, Corey Oates is gonna have to make twenty tackles in the first fucking twenty minutes. Like he is gonna be absolutely fucked. And who do they replace him with when he gets tired? Ben Teo, who hasn't played rugby league for about five years,
3: and who's come back and he's, he's coming, the captain now.
2: He's coming, yeah, he's coming straight back inside. Look, he was a he was a, he was a solid fucking back rower. Certainly was. I'm not, not going to say anything about Ben Teo's last stint in rugby, but it was a long time ago, and I feel like he might be exposed to fitness as well. And in a game that has fundamentally changed in the last fortnight to the point where fitness is become. even more so I mean even even more of a factor than than it's ever been that Mm. sort of shit in a team that has troubles defensively already is just terrible I mean it's it's um it's a nervous game for me because I mean like it'd be super fucking embarrassing if the Broncos jumped them which has happened in the past and you know if they get a great start who knows I don't I don't feel like they could ever hang with them for 80 minutes but you know I'd hate the, I'd hate us to be like take the bait and just play this fucking disgusting Monday night football esque yeah. shit fest where everyone's just dropping it and it's just a you know cluster of a game. Yep. Um. I'd like to think that Desi'll have the boys up for it and uh you know have their heads switched on. They've got a job to do and the job is to, to mercilessly fucking destroy this club and maybe even get rid of Seabold if they can do it do the job enough. I mean, I, Broncos are a club that do, uh, they're not short of money, so a payout's mm. not an issue. That's it. Succession plan is probably not in place Mm -hmm. um i wonder how much rope sebold has
3: i think he has exactly as much rope as white has pride in the fact that it was it was allegedly him who orchestrated the exit of bennett uh and did you
2: see the thing from kevin walters today no apparently he went in for his interview for the broncos job yeah Laid out, you know, the three-year you know plan and everything like that, and and had a handshake agreement that he'd get the job, and oh, then they've gone and grabbed Seabold around the back. Fuck, and he's and and he's saying, look, and I can't remember what he said. I think he said like he laid out the pathway of what he saw the future, how the side would go, and um, and he's the quote was, and I'll butcher it, but paraphrasing, he said, uh, "I I don't know." Yeah, I had I had the pathway laid out, and I'm not sure what I'm not sure what Seabold's doing, but it's 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 on there on a bush path somewhere, way off the tra- way fucking off the track, hell. yeah, <laughs> way off the roadmap. Look, of- I
3: I felt for Kevy. I heard the story at the time that he went in and as part of that because that was well known that he did that that yeah. he had a proper fucking plan yeah. laid out, even with marketing slogans as a Broncos lifer
2: guy, you know. Yeah, that's yeah.
3: it, you know. But with with community fucking plans to mm-hmm. get people invested in the club again and yep. this. And they ended up using his marketing slogans. Oh, really? Like they fucked him off and said, yeah. you know, no, you're not getting the job. We've got another guy coming up from South's. Yeah. But they still fucking. Use took these his good ideas. Yeah. So what absolute fucking scumbags. They deserve this. Everything. But
2: yeah, I, I mean, how many coaches in the league would be given a lifeline if two of the last five games. Were fifty eight and fifty nine nil. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Not many, not many. No, if any.
3: <laughs> Tell him <them> scribe. <laughs> too busy sucking on my fucking. Scratch <throat>
2: that up, your money. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: yeah. It, again, it's it's Paul White's fucking ego because he's got him there, and mm. he was one that put everything in motion. And he's this fucking brilliant coach coming, and we've got him from Souths and. Then it became a thing with Wayne, and and that would ultimately be admitting defeat. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that too many people, or not that I've come across in those sort of positions,
2: are willing to. They,
3: they're not willing to, you know, close their eyes and stick the the jaw of their ego out yeah. to take a free hit. Take the shot. Put it that yeah. way.
2: Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. I mean, by the end of the day, I mean, it's. it's Man, it, it how many? It,
3: it may be his job, too. We just spent fucking 10 minutes talking about. If you're going to beat the Broncos. Jesus, fuck.
2: Warriors versus North Queensland Cowboys at Central Coast Stadium. I think the Warriors didn't really lose too much out of that last loss to, no. the, to the Sharks. The Sharks were, were certainly a better side. And uh, I don't think the Cowboys, though, were, were disgraced at all. Nope. Uh, the Warriors are going to have Lachlan Burr coming in with um, Papa Lee dropping it to the reserves. Mm-hmm. Peter Hiku and um, Ignace, Ignatius Parsi. Right in the Parsi. They're right in the reserves, so they may come back as well. Um, Cowboys. Ben Hampton and Granville are out, as is John Asiata. Oof. Okay, allow me to <laughs> allow me to scale back my enthusiastic endorsement of the Cowboys. Um is in twenty, but I don't know if he's I don't know if he's going to come back this week. Mm. Um, Gavin Cooper is uh benched. Uh, Cohen Hess comes back in though. Reese Robson at hooker, which is not you know we were only talking about that last week. Yeah, I mean, re- this is an opportunity for Reese Robson thing. to perhaps yeah. make it his own. Um, Look, still got to go to the Cowboys. Yes, based on the evidence of, of last the last two starts. I mean, remember the the Warriors' uh, epic and inspirational mm. win against the odds was mm. against the St George Illawarra Dragons, they... who have been exposed as a two point scoring team again this week. Yes, just against gone, the Bulldogs. Against the Bulldogs. So, yeah, Cowboys. Yep. Uh, the Eels versus the Panthers at Wank Best Friday evening. The Eels, uh, Nathan Brown returns at lock. Um, Takarangi and Oregon Kafusi are dropping out. Uh, Ray Stone joins the interchange. Penrith Panthers. Cleary returns. And uh, so what's the steal? Because, I mean, on Tuesday, Burton was benched and Mitch Kenny dropped out. Mm. So Luai has, in, has since been ruled out. Did you say?
3: I don't know if he's ruled out, ruled out. Or he's carrying. The, the word was that he had a fucking MRI. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, that he'd done an MRI. For what? Um, No, he'd done his fucking medial. Oh,
2: me, oh MCL, okay. Yeah, MCL. Fucking
3: okay. okay, so, um, yeah, all
2: right. Well, if that's the case, then he's going to be out for like six weeks or something, yeah, right? That's so, it, yeah, that's Okay, so we would expect Burton come back in there then.
3: Um, Either way don't think Penrith have the composure over 80 minutes at the moment to take on that Parramatta side after what they showed against Manly.
2: I think the Parramatta side is still overrated and ripe for the picking.
3: Mm. Yeah. Again, this side's the first game back for Cleary. So it's his first game back from the Rona um, break and it's also his first game back with these new rules.
2: Yeah. I still think... I mean, the, the, the driving engine under these new rules, the driving engine... Is your hooker and your forwards yep. mostly mm-hmm. for the roll on, and then it's then it's up it's up to the backs to kind
3: of yeah. But in for an active half in defence, yeah, he's going to need to manage himself yeah. very yeah. fucking carefully. Yep. Look, don't get me wrong, Penrith definitely have the potential and the cattle to get out there and win this game. Yep. But their fifth tackle options and their game management needs to be a lot better because that's where Parramatta's excelling at the moment. Yep. You're right. They're not a team of all stars. They're not a team of people that are out there and fucking absolutely dominating everywhere on the field, but Moses is controlling games exceptionally well. Pinpoint kicking at the end of sets is just so yeah.
2: fucking crucial. Yes. Uh, in this, you know, starting your sets in good position is just so crucial in this yeah. in this form as well. That's you know, it. Uh, form, and yeah.
3: just absolutely pepper fucking Gutho with bombs because he's an overrated piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, who should never be oh, called the put- king of fucking anything except a trash heap?
2: Send just, just get, just get out ten meters out and just send kick out straight at him. Because yeah. if Ruben Garrett can fucking truck him like he did yeah, in the last play of the but- game, I think kick out will fucking end him. Uh, look, I've, I'm, I'm leaning towards the eels for that one, but it's one of those games where I'm just like, I'm just really interested to watch because it's going to say a lot about Pan- the Penrith side. Yeah, you're right. And uh, you know, maybe tell us something more about Parramatta. Hopefully they're overrated in Penrith Wynn. Hmm. Rabidoes take on the Titans. Bankwest Stadium again. James Roberts returns to the centres. Braden Burns then goes to the reserves. Cody Walker's back. So Dargan's out. Yep. And uh, Bailey Siren comes into the 17 as well.
3: And we now return to our regular scheduled programming where the Titans get analed. Yeah,
2: I would say. I would I would say so. Uh, let's see how Latrell Mitchell goes at fullback when you have a Cody Walker. Adam Reynolds pair in the halves. Yeah. Will that change the dynamic? I mean, it's going to change the dynamic in a positive way in attack. Will Latrell benefit from that in a way that he looks maybe more like he belongs back there or he can contribute in a more meaningful way? We'll find out. Mm -hmm. But the South South will win whichever whichever way they go about doing so. Yep. Uh, The Knights take on the Storm. Central Coast Stadium. Another big game of potential contenders for the year. Newcastle. Just off announcing themselves as a as a as a reasonable football side, the Storm after just announcing themselves as uh, partially adapted to the new conditions. Yes, Jerome Hughes is replaced by Riley Jacks. Christian Welch named up front. Brandon Smith on the bench. Big Nelson returns from suspension. And unchanged squad for the Knights. Hey, how good did Andrew McCulloch look? <laughs> honestly though he looked fucking great yeah he did maybe it wasn't him that was the problem at the broncos just maybe
3: well there you go
2: scapegoats are certainly looking not as scapey uh when you put them in a new environment read cody nicarino as well (laughs) 100 percent. maybe those the guys that left aren't the problem
3: this is an opportunity for the Knights who, if you take the fucking bare basement level of trying to get a form line in the NRL. Yep. The Raiders beat the Storm. Yep. The Knights beat the Raiders. Mm-hmm. This lets them go out and really put themselves in a position to be a team that's considered a threat. Yeah. For the competition.
2: And the Storm uh, aren't fully, you know, they're not fully there yet. There's an opportunity. This, they're,
3: yet- they're not at their powers, yep. you might say. Yep. Yep. Um, in saying that, the Storm are the sort of team that are going to get better week on week. Yep. You know, if they're not good at something, Bellamy will find out what they're not good on, and he will fucking drill them on how to get better at it mm-hmm. until they do. Um, more mental than anything, it'll be interesting to see how these Knights kids back up and get down and take on Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a a more athletic battle in the forward pack, whereas Canberra are more a bash and an overpower sort of side. Melbourne's forwards have a, a little bit more finesse about them, uh, so I'll be interested to see how they do that uh oh Bradman best no, I don't think he marries that up. we tip the storm here
2: all right. I'm torn on that one still. could be either way. Tigers versus the Raiders at Cameltown. Benji dropped to reserves, Jesus
3: Christ,
2: dirty dogs.
3: Fuck! I hope the Raiders win this playoff. Luke field goal. and
2: Billy Walters drop as well, and you know what? The Billy Walters dropping, I can support one hundred percent because fuck me, the Tigers look like a different side when Harry Grant comes off and Billy yeah. Walters comes on. Yep, a thousand like they are so much worse. I mm. mean, I know people want to talk about Billy Walters as a second coming when it looks like the Harry Grant thing wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. But don't fucking don't confuse yourselves. He ain't yeah. he is not shit. Yep, compared to Harry Grant, um, Talau comes on in the wing. Uh, Josh Reynolds at five-eighth replacing Benji, Zane Musgrove the prop, Chris Lawrence the second row, and uh, Russell Packer and Michael Cheekham on the interchange. I thought the fucking Russell Packer had retired medically. There you go. But there you go. Surprises happen all the time. The Raiders unchanged squad. Look, they had a bad fucking day. I think that that Raiders side that beat the Storm, they can choke the life out of. The West Tigers. Yes, they can. The thing that disappointed me most and surprised me most about the Canberra performance last week was just how fucking hopeless they were in defence. Yeah, which is a characteristic that they haven't displayed in a long ass time under Ricky Stewart's era. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might lose games late, but it wasn't because of generally bad defence. It was yeah. just you know like the mental weakness exactly. under the pressure of the last ten minutes. <coughs> but it was it was one of the weakest <coughs> defensive performances I've seen from them in. A fucking long time. Yeah. Uh, at this stage, I'm going to say they won't repeat that, and Madge is going to get a a, a rude lesson about what Benji Marshall brings to a side and what uh, Josh Reynolds brings to a side in comparison.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, Benji bring, Benji rain and tries and field goals and shit. Josh Reynolds probably what a week for tripping.
3: Yeah, um, and by how much? I, I don't see how Reynolds is the solution to the problems they have. No. It, uh, so, yeah, in, interesting coaching one. Raiders by plenty.
2: Doggies versus the Roosters at Bankwest. Christian yes. Crichton replaces Kerrit Holland on Interchange. Uh, Morgan Harper named Reserve. Remus Smith, uh, he's in the at the judiciary, so he's a one-game band, and that may have happened, actually. On, mm-hmm.
3: um, For a knee to the fucking head.
2: Uh, Roosters. Tedesco's back. Beamols to the wing. Ryan Hall goes to the reserves. No further discussion required. Roosters by thirty eight. Yes. Dragons versus the sharks. Campbelltown. The old uh the old Derby. Let's see what the squad's doing for the Dragons this time. UN Eight can uh replaces Braden Army Fuimoono comes on second row for Tarek Sims, who's injured, I believe. And Matt Dufty comes back in on the bench after missing last week. Okay, the Sharks. Townsend is back. Oof. Matt Moylan goes to fullback. Will Kennedy goes to reserves. Oh, yeah, so out of the 17. Mortalo um, injured, so uh, Hirodi replaces him on the wing. And Fafita returns at prop, so to- Toby Rudolph drops the interchange. Yep. And uh, Talakai is out. I'm tipping every team that plays the Dragons until further notice. So sharks. Yes. Mary apparently has four weeks to turn things around. So I'm on I'm on I'm on the fucking edge with nerves at the moment. Because I'm wishing the best for the dragons at this point. For one win out of the next four or something. Because in the fifth game, it's manly. And I would Ooh. love and I would love to see Desmond cut off another set of ears for his necklace. Ooh <laughs> interesting. So if you can survive to that game, it may be another confirmed kill for Desi. Ouch. Okay, a mailbag. Where are we? My document scrolled way too far. There we go. Okay, so first up is Chris. He emailed this uh, for the members' show, but I'm going to take it here on the main one. Um, uh, He says, I put this in the mailbag for last week. However, it was not addressed. I'll ask you here so you can answer under the protection of your paywall. Five years ago this week, DCE was given his lifetime contract at the Sea Eagles. Since then, they've ended the NRL season 9th, 13th, 6th, 15th, 6th, currently 8th. Do you think Manly are regretting the decision given they did not miss the finals for 10 years straight prior to offering this contract? Are the Seagulls now resigned to accepting these mediocre outcomes for the rest of DCE's tenure at the club? So firstly, I'd like to say to Chris and all our listeners, we value the mailbags and submissions from our listeners. And uh, and given across our various platforms, you know, Twitter and Facebook and you know, the emails that come to us and things like that, I mean, we have like you know 100 a week to cull from and we just simply don't have the time to get to all of them
3: and to be fair i fucking veto most of the ones talking about that shit cunt pencil necked fucking socially awkward (laughs) walking autism so the members podcast
2: is somewhere we can easily we can easily track back we're like as as people who listen to members podcast know i mean we always say like if we don't get to the questions. You know, there are weeks when we have less questions, and we or, or we want to do more. So you know, we can sort of shuffle things around, and we can get back to them if the, and you know do the timely ones or the ones that you know need to be done that week, and then we can sort of get back to the more general ones at other times. That's yeah, that's no problem. Um, but um, it, you know, that's that's the fabric of the member show. But believe me, that um, if there's too much mailbag on this show, the main, the flagship show, all we hear is talk about footy, you know, from fucking retards. So. Now we understand that side of things. I don't appreciate the cunty tone, Chris. Like the, like we were ducking your question or something like that. The second thing I would say, if you're going to come, you're going to have to fucking come correct. <laughs> because 2015 doesn't count. It wasn't under the lifetime deal. This year isn't finished, but it's clear that Manly are one of the top teams in the competition. So what we left here is four years under discussion, 16 to 19. Of those four seasons, they made the finals twice. Three of those seasons were under Trent Barrett, who's universally recognised as the worst coach and biggest cancer in history of rugby league. Further evidence was by the fact that Des Hasler arrived and took what was more or less the exact same squad, and with one preseason took him from 15th to the finals. And not only finals, but they were robbed of participating in a grand final qualifier against a team that they fucking own. Having won five of their six games against them, the last six games against them, as I'm sure you as a Canberra fan are fucking well aware. So in conclusion. I look forward to finals this year and every year until Daly chooses to end his career and excel in the next phase of his life as he's excelling in the current one.
3: i got to say, I'm impressed that you said all of that without taking a breath, just like Daly would have. Hey. But not because he was overly passionate, just because that's how he talks. Gra- hey, great,
2: greatness runs in the manly supporter line. Um, Jason said, okay, don't laugh too hard because I'm a Bronx fan. How much of a disadvantage are some of the teams who built their roster up for a certain kind of game then have the rules change in an instant? And is it something that can be fixed with training? Or will they need to change rosters now to suit? I would put it to you, sir, that rosters, their rosters aren't built for a certain type of game. I don't think that the changes made... Are a personnel issue for the most part. I think they're just a coaching and tactical ish, ta- tactical thing. And sure, training has to change. Probably yeah. and get guys, get guys fitter I, and running. You know, running more. Yeah. I and like. I, and I get obviously, what you're, you're back. And obviously, you're backing off. You know, the jitsu training and that sort of stuff because the wrestle is. You know, they're trying to abolish it. It's it's important, but it's not as paramount because you don't have you know fucking eight seconds or whatever. You can just like lay on a lay on a guy anymore. Yeah. But I don't think that's too much of an issue with the players as a whole. I and as we've seen, you know, while not all of the clubs have adapted to the new format with, you know, complete success, that kind of got the idea.
3: And and in my vein of giving credit where it's due, a very improved player week on week is um, Aaron Woods, who was absolutely fucking abysmal in his first yeah. hit out under the new rulings. Yep. And whilst he still, unfortunately, can't do anything about being Aaron Woods, <laughs> was probably a better version of Aaron Woods. And I understand exactly the point you're trying to make, though, because you look at those two teams who were in the grand final, and it was, you know, yep. again, the Dog South's grand final. Mm-hmm. And that was the year before the interchange was dropped back yep, by two. And to your point, there were a lot of teams that had, rosters that were built for that style and then the rules changed and they had to adjust. Yeah, I, I do think that fitness has to get better. Your Broncos, for example, uh, yeah, the role that Matt Lodge plays last year, he can't play anymore. Yeah. You need your Pingu's and those guys who are athletic as well as strong. Uh, so so Lodge either needs reduced minutes for bigger impact, which means other people have to step yeah, up. Yeah, but
2: I mean, you know, we, haven't, we haven't had the chance to even see Pingu, how he... Reacts under, I mean, he's a big guy.
3: Yeah, he is, you know, but you know, regularly played big minutes under the old regime.
2: Yeah, but big minutes under this regime, I mean, they're different minutes. Yeah, I know, too, but you know it's, okay, yeah. so then,
3: so then what? He just goes to normal prop minutes. Yeah, well, so yeah, so he kind knows. of loses, yeah, you know, so I mean, you know, he yeah, he loses what he's, you know, what he's doing, but, but was. in the scheme of things,
0: yeah,
2: hmm. I think it's more, t- so I think it's more coaching and tactical rather than roster though. Yep. Most of the clubs have adapted you know, in some sort of way. And the clubs that uh, tend to be suffering the most were kind of the clubs that were the worst anyway. Yeah. So, um, Trent said, Is the Tigers losing to the Titans Benji's fault? How can Corey Thompson not make this side? Benji seems to be the only level head amongst them. Leilu is calling ref's fault. Madge is obviously sending a massive warning shot. My preference would be to send it straight to the problem. Seriously, Benji and Thompson, along with Harry Grant, would be my first picks. Can we not loan the whole Melbourne Storm feeder team? Well, I appreciate your love for for Corey Thompson. I don't. I'm not as high on him as you are, um, and I wouldn't get too attached to him because, as far as I know, there are moves afoot to get him to the Titans, like right away, mm. like fairly soon. Yeah. I can't believe it hasn't happened. I thought it was going to happen before the game, but um, yeah, it didn't. But uh, as far as I know, that's still sort of something they're trying to work on. Um, but yeah, like as we said in the game thing, I don't think, I mean what's fucking Luke Brooks, what's he fucking contributing to the side? Yeah. Besides I mean if you're being, gonna if you're gonna statistically hit Benji for being around fucking, you know, six of the eleven, you know, line breaks or you know, fucking defensive Luke, breakdowns. Luke like, Brooks
3: does fucking nothing except be a walking uncanny valley. Yep. That's all he's good for. You um, see him and you just know there's something not right about him.
2: Timmy McIntyre, will Manly fans claim they're robbed if the Broncos beat them? If it's it's a bullshit fucking forward pass or something, there's obviously a a fucking game-winning try. Yeah, sure, they probably will. Yes. Because, you know, robberies aren't robberies unless it's actually a fucking robbery. Uh, If they lose the Broncos, like, it's just, you know, unless it's an egregious thing, it's an embarrassment. Kyle. Does anyone else get the feeling the Eels are going to take the mantle from the Dragons of past seasons and be the new June premiers? I'm waiting for them to taper off. They seem like they only play well when things are going their way. I see why you say that, and I would agree to an extent, but at the same time, they seem to be able to impose themselves on games enough to keep them competitive or win them.
3: I think they have enough self-belief, and they don't have that spectre that the Dragons have about choking about them either. Yeah,
2: but, you know... There was, you know, there was a year at one point in history when the dragons choked for the first time. Yeah, true. And then eventually they choked for the third, fourth, fifth time. Then it became a thing. Yes, this could be ground zero. You don't know. That is true. Isaac, thoughts on Bradman Best? Obviously, it's early to say, but just first impressions. You you heard our our game uh, game review. We yeah. fucking love him. I'm on
3: fucking Best Island.
2: He is the he is the hype the true hype machine of Newcastle, and I, honestly, Newcastle fans should stop talking about fucking Ponga because you're embarrassing yourselves and get on Bradman Best when you'll have the rest of the fucking NRL supporting public agreeing with you. Uh, David said, uh, if or when Mary gets a sack, what are your thoughts on Shane Flanagan possibly being moved back into a head coaching role? Considering his history, (laughs) he's a stain in the game and shouldn't even be in an assistant role, in my opinion. Look, I don't think he should be in an assistant role either at the moment, but also I am a believer of he he did the crime... And then once he completes the the yes. sentence, then he can come back and if he can gain employment in the in the game, then so be it, because he served out the sentence that was given to him. Yep. And- um I'm dead against his sentence being reduced because there's a perceived need at the Dragons to have yeah. install him as a head coach. Yeah. I'm dead against that. But once he once he serves the time they gave him, and if there are no reductions for bullshit reasons, then I've got no problem with it. There's gotta be like a pathway to redemption for some things, especially when it was like
3: yeah. Yeah, just um, you know fucking rotting.
2: Well, it's not the it's not It's not uh, yeah, especially when you see some of that shit that go on in other sports as well. Yeah. Like fucking New Orleans Saints, their coach had a year suspension because they had they put bounties on they gave they gave they gave defensive bounty payments to players who injured opposition players. Like <laughs> like there's a fucking egregious shit going on out out there in the world of sport yeah well done
3: (laughs) well yeah see to me that that's fucking nothing compared to what flanagan did being being involved in a systemic culture of drug use within the club
2: yeah but i mean like yeah it wasn't as bad as like the storm salary cap thing and you know what i mean like no fuck no fuck no okay well not even close I mean, like, the fact they killed... I don't think they're comparable. Well, the fact but, they killed poor old Johnny Manor was fucking not cool. No, it wasn't. But, um, but you know, yeah. other than that... Okay. <laughs> Shane said, Why do people still consider Bennett to be a good pickup for their club when he has a history of absolutely destroying a club's roster on the way out the door? He would give the USSR in 1941 lessons on scorched earth. Oof. In yeah, in, in the modern day, I would, I would be inclined to agree. But remember, well, the first time he when he left the Broncos... They were, like, roster-wise, they were fine. Yeah. They were great. They fucked up by getting, like, Ivan Henjak in, and he was a yeah. failure of coaching. And then they had Hook who was, like, okay, but, you know, not great. And yeah. um, I think they've failed at coaching installments more yep. than, than he burned, like, more than he scorched the Broncos. And even when he's come back to the Broncos the most recent time, yeah. he took them to the finals every year, but it wasn't good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Finals every year wasn't good enough because Brisbane's in this fucking bubble where they they the they have to be the kings or they're nothing.
3: Now, and yeah, look, it was t- it was tough at the Dragons, but Dragons, he
2: yeah. But to like be fair,
3: right? That that was a roster that he didn't build, and it was yeah. very clear to all parties. It was Wayne. We need you to get in here. We got this core group of kids at eighty percent. Yeah, they're 80%. ready to win.
2: They're ready to win, and needed to.
3: We we just need you to give them the extra shove. Yeah. And, and he just understood to Heim-
2: that. Just, just to Heimlich, yeah, and just uh, stop them from choking. Again. Yes, spot on. Uh but yeah, I mean, the way he left them was fucked. Newcastle, yeah, I, Newcastle had I think Newcastle had deeper problems than just what Wayne was doing. I mean, remember that they had all the the, the funding issues and Tinkler going ass up, and there was, there was a, a, yes. a lot of a lot of shit going on at yeah. the time. But I'm, you know, I'm prepared to agree and say, yeah, he scorched the earth then. I think that you know Wayne, I think he's too old to be building a roster. At this stage, yes. again, I don't think he's interested in doing
3: yeah. it. The The key I heard in Wayne Bennett is that he would need, for lack of a better term, a youth translator. Just okay. like if you go and do business in a foreign country, yeah, you yeah. know, you, you take a translator or, yeah. or a cultural uh, consultant.
2: So is he an OK boomer and at it, the Broncos? I was just in that. Trell's giving him the OK boomer.
3: No, not so much that, but just in... So because Wayne knows what it's like to get on the beers and knows what that does to you and knows what you look like yep. the you know the day after a session or, or the week after a session he's okay with that sort of stuff and he can pick up on that and he can work with it and help people out of tough times but it's when you've got the number you know or sorry a player that you pulled from the Raiders to come to your club that's out doing fucking white lines every second night that you've got no idea about that and how it affects you and and those sorts of things, that's where he'd lost touch with a couple of the younger players. Um, Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's got too many of those problems in Souths, but in terms of a leader and a mentor, there aren't too many coaches that are spoken about by ex-players the way he is, so I still think there's a bit of value there. Yep.
2: Uh, Daniel said, Is the Broncos getting smashed every week the best thing to happen to the game in decades? Yes. Yes. Uh, Nathan says... Um, I think this week in league, pardon the pun, has been pretty good for a couple of reasons. One, the Broncos have been called out on their elitist behaviour and and humbled by rightfully being put in their place as a subpar footy team. And two, Buzz cocksucker has yet again been called out by a player for being a shit tier journalist. Uh, I hope he did go to that breakfast with Josh Reynolds. Me too, as he wouldn't take his fucking coward. Michael, what are your thoughts on players backflipping? Is there a way to stop it from happening? Should the players just honor the contract? Rumors going around that Rudolph is asked to stay at Cronulla. I don't know. Ugh. Man up and fucking stop players from backflip. I mean, yeah, honest. That's that, that's what it is. If you if you don't want to play at a backflip, then you know hold them to the legal document that they signed. Mm. I mean, if you if you uh, structure your contracts in such a way. Like, for example, with Daly, where he had months mm-hmm. to pull the pin. Yeah. You structure your shit that way, you fucking get everything you deserve. Because what yep. you've done is you've, singled, you've signaled your intentions and you've given the, the incumbent Give club list. the opportunity. You've given the incumbent club the opportunity. You've given them X amount of months or days or weeks to pitch reasons why you shouldn't.
3: That is correct.
2: And when Titans are the team that they're going to, there's not a lot of fucking reasons that you've got that you can parade over other clubs. Yep, spot on. Even even the state that the that Manly was at that time. Yes. Um, and it's just weird. Like the, the whole backline. People forget it. You know, they're forgetting about like the fucking Teddy backflipping on Canberra. Yep. And that shit. Yep. Like there's.
3: I, I'm a long time fucking complainer about yep. the current state of contracts. Yep. That pretty much allow players to do what they want when they want it and mm-hmm. face no consequences for absolute shit performances for extended periods of time.
2: Yep. When a player can uh, fall out with a coach because they're not pulling their weight and the coach calls them on it. Yep. And then they can just sort of basically, you know, throw a tantrum until they're released and go to a stronger club. It's, yeah. that, that, there's something wrong with the fucking system when that's the case. That's it. So, uh, look, if you don't want players backflipping, don't put clauses in things that allow it to happen. Yeah. And if you don't have a clause and they try and backflip, fucking legally hold them to what it is, because at the end of the day, you're, you're paying them money. Yeah. They're going to fucking toe the line. That's it. I mean, they're going to sock for a week or two. Yep. But by the time the preseason rolls around and you're training and they get around yeah. the boys and they make their friends, I mean, it's just fucking just hold them to the legal shit you, that they've signed. Spot on. Um, Mark said, when is the NRL going to get real? Piss off TPAs as they're a stain on the game and introduce a KPI fund that's managed centrally by the league and does not count the salary cap per the NFL, get a whole heap of contingency sponsors to pay into the fund and then mandate their logos appear all over team strips so the cost is nil to all. And he sent a link to uh, the NFL site. And the NFL system is very good, although it's not like a TPA system. It appears to be a way for low contract value players to top up their earnings based on playing a lot of games and having excellent performances. Mm-hmm. Like the um, the the highest earner of the um, the the document, I think the one he sent through was like twenty eighteen or something. The highest earner was a center for Baltimore, who through this scheme, um, he. Play, he earned. Uh, there was some. There's like a, a veteran amount of money. Yep. There's like a veteran pool that veterans can access. Yeah. And then there's like a performance pool. And he, between both of them, he got about 130, I think, from the veterans one. And he got whatever. He ended up making about $550,000 additional to his contract there you go. that year. It's not the same as TPAs, but I see what you're saying with it. And, you know, and if the TPAs could be. I don't know how you'd structure it that way, but like a central pool or whatever that players could then be, that advertisers could approach the game and say, "I want that player or something," and then the players are remunerated from that. Yeah. And, I mean, like I could see how it'd be a good thing, but um, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Look, I I agree that TPAs are a fucking blight, and I really don't see why that you know they're anyone's fucking business. I think that the NRL should have a salary cap, and that's what clubs can pay you. And if you can get sponsored by anybody else, fucking great.
2: Yep.
3: You know, you work at the same as all these other sports that managed to do it. You mm-hmm. can get sponsored by whoever you want. Uh, your NRL jersey can't appear in anything. You know, that's why you see all the yep. fucking ads with everyone in, in blank jerseys or in Sport, you know, just yeah normal clothes. Training, yeah, yep. uh, yeah, get your fucking hands out of it, NRL. Uh,
2: Brendo, which NRL player would you least like to shape up against in a street fight? Personally, I feel like John Bateman would fight to the death and can probably fight.
3: Uh, John Bateman's an Englishman, which means he's fucking soft.
2: Yep, yep. And you know, I have seen White and throw hands. I mean, I know he can, he can, yeah. he can fucking throw them. I want can. To fight him. Um, I'm trying to think who, who else has like been renowned for for the, for throwing down. I mean, with it being removed from the game, it's you don't sort of see who can who, who can knuckle as as much these days. But um, can you imagine
3: punching Nathan Cleary. Fucking shatter my hand. Like yeah, It'll just turn true. into dust.
2: Yeah, that's true. Still want to do it though. Punchable face. <laughs> so fucking punchable.
3: Um, fucking
2: Rocky Dennis, motherfucker.
3: <laughs> Who else is throwing them? Yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I think the. I think. I think the. The question, the reverse of that, is like, which player would you most like to fight in a street fight? <laughs> Like, I mean, if it were one where it was like a prize fight, then you know you you're picking, you're selecting your opponent because you want to win. You got like a like Aaron Woods, for example. yeah, exactly. Because that motherfucker be Bob Sap. I mean, the first time, the first time you hit him with a decent punch, he just he just be tapping, yes, instantly. That's it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've i got to say I've never had the thought about John Bateman and fighting him. Nice um, tipping didn't min- didn't bring up the tipping comp last week. I forgot all about it. To be honest, out a fucking practice with the Rona, um. Number one out by themselves on 26. We have a uh, Suliasi Vuni Gugu. Then we have uh, a logjam uh, second through to f- fourth. Six again, Yana, Cowboy, Christian Lynn, and Mayan Rattison. And uh, sorry, no, we go back to Mayan Rattison. We got uh, six again, Yana, Cowboy, Christian Lynn. Then we got Mayan Rattison, JBB, Al Bundy, One eyed Tiger, Danny Ward, and Goodnight CJ. Yeah. the round out of ten. Fantastic. That is it for episode 354. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, interact with us on Twitter at TWI League. Facebook community lives at hashtag TwillNation. So go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation and we're seeing quite an influx of people into the group uh, over the last week it's been very nice to see Uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash This Week in League make sure you like that up and share the shit as well and we've seen a lot of likes hit that one as well this week so something's happening from somewhere I don't know where you're coming from if you're new to the show hit us up let us know where how you found us and all that sort of thing. Introduce yourself, become part of the community. It's awesome. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up at any time for three ninety nine a month. Or if you're a member already, $1.99 a month. You can't beat that with a bat. Value. MC Hammer can't touch that. No. How That's the fuck all. are
3: we out? I know, how, how the fuck,
2: I feel like we raced through stuff to, tonight and we're still we're stuck at 2 hours 20, here we fucking are. All
3: those fucking member questions. Yeah, well, look. You fucking thirsty cunts.
2: Yeah, but we did it for you anyway. Love you. Even, even when you didn't ask nicely, because that's the kind of guys we are. Yes. And see you next week.
3: Later.